Hello, hello! On today's show, we're going to talk about two episodes of The Mandalorian. Mike is going to show us the definitive champion for Cover Combat 3. We travel across the Spider-Verse for new collectibles. And we've got our regular special guest to let us know what's going on with Pokemon. Welcome to your favorite live streaming whatnotting podcast, Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space. I am your fourth or fifth favorite podcaster, Kevin, and we've got an awesome full house today. First up, Patrick. Hello, everybody. And the man of the finale hour, Michael, or Mike, 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 sorry. Mike. <laughs> hey, everyone. I saw myself next in line. <laughs> it's confusing there because we have multiple mics but now we've got our regular special guest michael hey, hello how we doing everyone hey what's up fellas hey michael hey doing pretty good how about yourself kevin not too bad not too bad uh so we've got a ton of stuff to get to today man thank gosh i wrote down that uh uh, intro that tease because that was a mouthful. I never remembered that without some assistance. So I need to do the little teleprompter thing here right beside my camera, just scroll yeah. for the show, you know. So you don't have one of those? No, no, no. I'm just a professional. I remember all this. I use one all the time. It's no. called a sticky note. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the only thing we are short today is uh, our uh, moderating, uh, you know, special effects banner host uh karen we're missing her today she she show she should be here uh, for the next show so it shouldn't be too long but obviously we've got a, a great uh addition not in her place because he's not doing the same thing but with michael being here so it's awesome okay so i guess first thing we want to do is Reveal our winner for the Scruffles, Goals, Sweepstakes. For anybody who may be tuning in uh, and not familiar, um, I don't know whether we ever talked about it the last time you were here, Michael, um, so maybe for you as well. But we had the Sweepstakes. Uh, if you did any of those things that you just saw in the uh, visual there, for the people that are listening, uh, Scruffles is an acronym for SHARE, comment retweet follow like or subscribe or i may have switched those s's around but um you do any of those things you're entered in our uh, scruffles goal sweepstakes and our we hit our goal for the current scruffles goal sweepstakes uh two shows ago i think so then we skipped a week so uh uh we're we are officially ready to reveal the winner 
and uh, complete transparency here. What I did was me and my lovely wife meticulously went through every social platform we have and gathered one entry. You only get one entry no matter how many times you do any of those things. But every but everyone that did any of that on any of our social platforms got one entry. We gathered them all together and we put them in a bit of big pot and we shook it up real good. And, and I shook it up annoyingly good. My wife was ready for me to done like a minute <laughs> earlier than I actually just kept shaking and shaking. And the more annoyed she got, I wanted to do it more and more. So it just kept lasting longer. Uh, but then we pulled 50 people, 50 names out of that pot. And then I sent them to my good friend, Mike, who is going to use his wheel to uh, pick the final winner of uh, a great pot which this might be a little controversial too so i've got the pot here above my left shoulder and starting here we've got the miles morales pop that i promised and here i've got a pack of pokemon cards and we actually said that uh we'll make that magic if once i reach out to whoever wins if they choose to be magic instead of pokemon i'm willing to do that then we've got the batman action figure Here's the controversial part a little bit here, though. Uh, we do have a 9.8 CGC copy of a comic book. But I do believe I stated, first of all, this is triply funny, because I originally stated Batman 50. And then Mike, like a week later, was like, uh, dude, it's, I think it's Batman 44. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Batman 44. No, it's not either one of those, and it's not even Batman. <laughs> Batman 44, we actually gave away to uh steven remember because he was the first winner of the uh what what do we call that again uh the fun fan freebie phrase giveaway oh that's right yeah we actually came back to steven <laughs> uh. so here's what i'm willing to do okay so this is a copy of amazing spider-man annual number one which is actually legacy number 43 uh, this is a one in 10 variant. This, I guess, actually a video game variant. Um, and this is actually more valuable than Batman 44. I think that's more desirable as well. Well, obviously, if you're a Batman fan, I'm sure it wouldn't have been. I'm a Batman fan. I'd rather have that one. <laughs> okay, let me restate that. Obviously, if you're not a Spider-Man fan, the Batman probably would be. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> obviously, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. So all I'm saying here is, obviously, since this is my screw-up and my screw-up alone, I'm willing to pay for it. Essentially, this is what will happen. If you want either Batman 50 or Batman 44, I'll get it. But essentially, what I'm going to do is sell this Spider-Man <laughs> to get it. So it may take a little bit longer. So hopefully, whoever wins is happy with this amazing spider-man 9.8 cgc copy uh but like i said since i've screwed it up and i don't want anybody to be disappointed in us we want to actually fulfill our promises uh i will make it right if need be but like i said this is none of these are like super valuable of course uh but i think you can get the batman ones for between five to eight bucks um, non non graded, of course. So then I'd have to get it graded. That's a whole nother deal. Because I actually looked for a nine point eight copy of both, and I couldn't find a CGC copy already, a graded copy already. So 
uh, that would be a whole other thing. But I can get those for like between five to eight bucks. Uh, but this Spider-Man is actually going for like 10 to 15. So, like I said, this is actually more valuable. And of course, according to Mike, uh, more desirable as well. So hopefully they'll be happy with that. And then the other two things I don't have put up here because they're little uh, is just uh, uh, credits. One credit towards a movie or show of your uh whatever you desire on a digital code for a movie or show from voodoo and then uh two tickets to a movie theater and actually with that too whoever whenever i contact whoever wins i'm gonna see what movie theater they want too i figured i wouldn't get that in advance either they might not have legal or amc you know it might be really specific to where they live so i want to be able i want them to be able to use it of course so whoever wins will get a voodoo digital uh card and movie tickets uh when i once i reach out to them we'll be more specific about that so that all sound good yeah this is an awesome lot. it's a money lot right it is so all right michael or i mean mike, sorry how are we gonna do this way? here we go oh, here we go <laughs> <laughs> all right so you want to put us to the side there there are the 50 finalists okay 50 finalists okay and if now, you know beside their name there too, just to let you know this, Mike, because I don't think I let you know when I gave you the finalists, mm-hmm. we put little uh, indicators as to how they were finalists. And we had a good mix of Instagram followers, Twitter followers, Facebook followers, Facebook commenters. We had a couple shares, you know, stuff like that, yeah. you know, so it kind of covered the gambit of everything. So it indicates beside their name there uh, what... Uh, what they were. And and I want to yeah. say this too, just to make this interesting. My wife is rooting for Debbie. Her 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 her, her username there is just Debbie. Okay. <laughs> so as soon as I pick that one out, well, this actually is funny. When we were when we noticed Debbie, you know, and I'm telling her and she's writing it down, I'm like, Debbie. She goes, Is that it? I'm like, no, it's just Debbie. <laughs> and I think she's an Instagram follower. Um but anyway, or maybe a Twitter follower. But anyway, I uh, I put her in the bin. So even before we were picking the 50 finalists, my wife's like, I'm rooting for Debbie. And then sure enough, Debbie made the 50 finalists. So I'm like, oh, man, your prediction is still in the run. This is going to be fun. So anyway, my wife is rooting for Debbie. I have uh, no particular, uh, although I've met a couple of these people in person, I'd really like to uh, have them. I think Kurt, Kirk made it on here, too. Kirk C, which is another another uh, old old friend of Mike. So you know, and again, there's no funny business here. This is all totally random, and no Exceller family direct connections uh, were allowed to win. So Michael, all right, that's why you weren't uh, in on this contest. Sorry about it, but anyway, yeah, our, our banner is covering up uh, 25, which is and 50, yeah, yeah. Oh, like sorry, go ahead. okay, that's that's fine, go. okay. Okay, you removed it, and uh, yeah, zombie with the shotgun. Okay, some of these names That's are a perfect username right there. Yeah, <laughs> some of them are pretty crazy. Yeah. So what I have, uh, fifty numbers on the wheel, one through okay. fifty. Okay. And they're, uh, we'll spin it one time. Whatever. Hold on a sec. Do we want to drop out that picture and make your wheel make you big just so they can see the wheel better? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to put that up there, so you know. Uh, if anybody is happy, you know, anybody is watching, they can uh, find their name, okay. get their number. All right. You want to take that away for now then though? 
Yeah, hold on. I've got. I had it. I had it、uh, large myself, and my computer's working extra slow. Let me get there. There should be a fast. I'm sure there's a faster way to remove it than to find it over here and and click on it again. Yeah, it seems like there should be. Yeah. Okay.、Right. There you are, though. You're big.、Right. Everybody can see the wheel. Yep.、Okay. Go ahead and say what you're doing. And prime pizza. And、uh, so whatever number pops up top there, that is、uh, that's the winner. All right. Here we go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> number one. Okay. Number one. Let's see who number one was. Now you got to put it back up again, Mike. That's crazy. <laughs> Can you read that number one off? Uh, A A, yeah, Triple A, twenty nineteen. Triple A, twenty nineteen. Unfortunately, I have no. <laughs> I've had no personal communication or any activity interaction with AAA 2019. Have any of y'all? No, I don't think so. Michael, do you no, know who AAA 2019? <laughs> I'm only thinking of the insurance company. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. But no, other than that, congratulations for winning. Yes, congratulations to AAA 2019. What's it say there? What is the?、Uh, The description beside his name at the end there. Can somebody read that? I can't see it. TF. So he's a Twitter follower. So that's awesome. And、uh, again, congratulations.、Uh, I will be reaching out to AAA 2019 to give him her all this stuff. You know. So now, is there a Uh, a time limit on how they, you know, how much time they have to get back to you, like seven days or three days or something like that. Um, I really haven't thought of that, so my instinct is going to say no, essentially. But I guess I should give a time limit. So, what do you think is a fair? I'm thinking like a ridiculous long amount of time, though. Like maybe. Okay, here, here. I actually just thought of this. If you guys agree with this, all right. We're going to do another Scruffles Goals giveaway. I'll have the details of that on the next show. Okay, and. When that one, when we hit that goal, the time is up to collect these. Holy cow! I know it might be a while too, because I'm thinking the new Scruffles goal will be at 150. So, yeah, I think that's too long. I mean,、Why? I'm thinking we're. <laughs> I, I would say just it would probably be like two weeks. You make、yeah. an announcement on your socials saying, "Hey, congratulations to." Triple A 2019, and yeah, I'll message him. I'll personal yeah, message him. Yeah, yeah, like two weeks. Because seriously, it could take. Let's say it takes three months. You don't want to have that stuff sitting in the corner for that. I've、month. had it sitting in the corner for a year. Yeah, let's move <laughs> it. Another three months. Let's move it out <laughs> and get the new prizes in that corner. <laughs> All right, Patrick. What do you What do you say? Yeah, that's good. I mean, especially if you're. Going to the links to reach out to that person. I, there's no reason for them to get back if they're not going to get back within a couple weeks. They're not going to get back to you. So, yep. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. That's okay. That's fine. So I'll I'll give him him her once because I don't know once、uh, I reach out to them, which hopefully will be today. But you know who knows. But whenever I do, they get two weeks from the point of me reaching out to them and making. We'll make a social media post that.、Uh, 
this person won, and that's fair. So we'll go with two weeks from that point. So yeah, it's a big pot. Hopefully they're still available because it's exciting. And then okay, then hypothetically, what are we gonna do if they don't reach out? Then do we go to do we pick another person? We'll spin that's it again. Good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, I didn't even think about that part. That yeah, that's fair then. Yeah, because if we waited three months, then the second person that'd be too long. But okay, so two three weeks, uh, we'll spin again if if this isn't claimed, and we'll just keep doing that until we finally give it away. But I'll I'll announce the next uh, Scruffles Gold giveaway uh, details on the next show. So sweet. All right, awesome. Um, so then the next awesome thing we want to get to. Fingers crossed for Debbie. So my wife just chimed in. Uh, she wants uh, <laughs> Debbie to still get it. So she hears if they don't claim that, we spin again. My wife is officially rooting for Debbie. There's no one to claim it. So Debbie, it's fun next time. So. <laughs> All right. Now we got uh, Cover Combat to uh, reveal another exciting uh, segment here. You Are you ready for this, Mike? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Sorry about that. Um, you know, some technical difficulties, and then I had double technical difficulties taking it down. So here we go. Sorry. Every single show, I'm like, I'm psyched. We're gonna get this. We're gonna nail this show, perfect from beginning to end. And it just doesn't make it past the first segment. And it's usually me. I'm embarrassed. Sorry about it. <laughs> yeah, too many buttons to push. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. So this is exciting. Yep. Now I'm on a delay on what I'm seeing and what I'm doing. So the okay. sound is coming through my computer, but I'm watching through my phone so I can see what's happening on the, on the show. Cause I'm in the, in the other, it's confusing. Can I, can I uh, say a couple things first before you go? Yeah. Well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. Well, I mean, before you start. <laughs> <laughs> so first thing is Michael, once uh, uh, Mike reveals the three covers that are in the finals for cover combat three, I would like you to chime in on what your pick would be. Can we, is you, you willing to do that for us, Michael? Oh yeah, definitely. All right, cool. And then secondly, are we gonna, are we ready to have the conversation about the season? Uh, we got all those together too. Yep. So afterwards we're going to talk about that. That's awesome. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. Here we go. Okay. Right. So let's get to the matchup. We have Batman 675 versus Amazing Spider-Man 539 versus Uncanny X-Men 493. And everybody had the opportunity to vote for one cover. 
to be victorious. So, Michael, what say you? Who do you think should be the winner of these three covers? This is actually pretty tough looking at them. Yeah. I'm, oh, the, these are these are great drawings awesome. here. The covers are excellent. Awesome. I, I feel like I have to, I, I have to lean towards the Batman. Okay. And if I were to give like second and third, it would go to Uncanny X-Men in second and then Spider-Man in third. All right. I, for one, I'm hoping Michael is wrong. No, I'm just, I actually, well, I'm, I'm not kidding, really. <laughs> well, since every, all the votes are in, we can we can reveal that this is a Kevin versus Mike situation. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two of these are mine. One is Kevin's. So yeah, Michael, you could guess from my comment which one is mine, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I I okay. I, I, I submitted that Spider Man. And uh, yeah, Mike's ooh. Mike. How many did you, covers did you have left as of two weeks ago? Didn't you have all your covers left still, or something? Oh no, no. At one point, Johnny had more than I did. I was one behind him, and then in one week, all of his were eliminated. Okay. Wow. So had yeah. you you weren't you, didn't you have like five for the last one when there was only six had, left or uh, something? Right. Yeah, I had four. Oh, okay. And you had one, and Tyler had one. Wow. Oh, okay. So then uh, Tyler's Star Wars eliminated one of mine. Oh, right, right. Your Spider-Man eliminated another one of mine to go ahead. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So the, the percentages here. Um, the third place cover received 22% of the vote. The second place cover received 35% of the vote. And the first place cover received 43% of the vote. Wow, awesome. Jeez. So 43 to 35 was the percentage difference. Hey, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that the Cover Combat 3 logo actually got a vote. It did. It did? <laughs> because that was, was so awesome. Yeah. yeah. That was a good hat tip to Patrick and his, uh, his design. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually thought two things when that happened. Well, first of all, um, I think it was, I can't, what's her, do you remember her name, Mike? The one that voted on the cover combat three logo? I don't. Valerie. Well, Valerie. Yeah. Valerie DeFrisco or something like sure. that. Yes. She, she's actually been a regular through mm -hmm. all of our social platforms for the last year. Like I, oh, I put her up as one really quick, obviously, because we started first and worked our way back, you know, but there's been like. 20 other times she's made comments and liked and stuff. She's been a regular and it was the first time I ever saw her name. I feel bad. I don't know her better. Thank you for being such a, uh, a participant of the show, Valerie. If you're checking us out now, we really appreciate it. And uh, I like the fact that she voted on the cover combat logo and, and my mind immediately went to, that's probably who Mike from New, that's probably the one Mike from New York <laughs> voted for too. Had right. he known that was an eligible vote. <laughs> oh, I didn't great. tally that vote. Huh? I didn't tally that vote. I think she voted I, elsewhere as well. I think she actually voted for one. Oh, okay, gotcha. Hey, Michael, just to tell you that story, uh, our friend Mike from New York, he said he hates all three of these. He can't believe any of them made it to the end. That's why I made that comment. But anyway. All right. Oh, well. They're yeah. here. Yeah. All right. So are we ready for the first elimination? 
Oh yeah, we're, we're going backwards like that. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna see the third place cover, the one that received twenty-two percent of the vote. Oh. Ooh, Batman okay. has been eliminated. So Kevin, you're oh. still alive. It's, it's, it's still up in the air. It is still me versus you. Got it. Yep. Which that's actually, yeah, that's still surprising to me. Yeah. Yep. And All obviously right. to Michael too. <laughs> Patrick, what say you on that? Did you vote for Batman for the final? I did not, I did not vote for Batman. Okay. I voted for either Mike or Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Did so you two thirds was Mike and one was Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Mike, did you vote for Batman? Cause you actually had, you actually had an option to vote. I, right. I obviously would vote for my own, of course. Right. I did. I did not vote for Batman. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. And I mean, whenever I do this, it's going to reveal the winner and the second place. Dang, dang gummit. <laughs> okay. It was the Uncanny X-Men. Well, no, the one that eliminated was Bat was Spider-Man. So the winner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Spider-Man was eliminated. Uh, Uncanny X-Men was the winner. Um, now, this is great. I, I only have, I mean, I've got all the, the total number of votes that every cover submitted has. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, these three received the most because they made it the furthest. Um, Batman had a total of 50 votes. Amazing Spider-Man had a total of 53 votes. While Uncanny X-Men had a total of 67 votes. Wow. Wow. So it, it when every week it won, it, it won by a pretty uh, large amount. Definitive margin, huh? Yep. Mm. Well, congratulations. So now with uh, Cover Combat 3 in the books, we have the first winner was me, second winner was Mike from New York, and now Mike gets his, uh, his champion trophy now. Um, I think you probably owe a little bit of gratitude to Johnny for selling... Or no, no, he didn't sell it. He criticized this. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. criticized this one. And he voted against it. So this is the first one that survived the criticism then. So that's... Another... Yeah. Well, one one, one of the criticism, Johnny's criticism was uh, you don't put a baby's head on, you know, a piece of... I don't know if his arm... What is, is, is it an arm animating or not? I think not so. Sure. But, uh, not sure. Yeah. yeah, but you don't put it on that. You put it on something softer, but... It, uh, as someone had actually told me that's actually a better idea because it's stronger. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that's awesome. I'm shocked. I'm I'm literally shocked though that this co this cover one. This would have my my uh, I I was, you know, if if I wasn't you know selfish and gonna vote for my own cover, of course, I was torn between. Batman and Spider-Man being the best two in my opinion. So I'm really really yeah. surprised that that one won. I, I did love that Batman a lot. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just love that X-Men. I mean, the first time that X-Men came out when I wasn't collecting and when I found it years ago, when I started again, I, I bought it. I just had to have it. It's one of my favorites. So I'm, I'm glad that it actually won. Yeah, I'm ha I'm happy for you too as well. So, Thanks. 
So Kirk Corner is here. Sorry, uh, since we don't have Karen not staying up uh, on the comments as much as we usually would. Uh, he said it's a nice Batman, but it's a typical Batman. Well, uh, a, a typical Batman is on a gargoyle. Right. We, 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 we've determined Brooding that. over the city in the rain. Yeah. Which Actually, no, there was rain there. Never mind. But I get it, Kirk. You're right. Yeah. My lovely wife chimed in, darn. She voted for Batman. Uh, but then Kirk uh, said the Spider-Man was a sharp cover, so I'm just going to assume he uh, voted for that Spider-Man because then his last comment here to show is uh, he's been horrible about voting. Wait, no, that means he, he didn't vote. Does that mean you didn't vote? No, he voted. He voted. Oh, he did? Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I've got everybody's votes here. Let's see. Okay. Um, let me find Kirk. I think, no, Kirk voted for the Uncanny X-Men. Oh, he did. He it's not. Mm -hmm. He said it's not at all. Uh, oh, it's not at all a uh, a, a bad Batman, of course. Um, Batman and Spider Man looked like every other Batman and Spider Man cover. Mm -hmm. They looked nice, but the X Men was different. Okay, okay, that's why he that, voted for that. Okay, that's yeah. fair. That was also my thought process as well. The Batman and Spider Man were just too ordinary, mm -hmm. so I gave the nod to my uh, arch nemesis. Uh, <laughs> David Finch. David Finch. <laughs> at least he did something a little unique. That is ironic, actually, with how many comments you've been talking about how you'd have to vote for Finch throughout and stuff, and the negative Finch uh, that you ultimately would, you know, vote for yeah. Finch in the finals. That's awesome. Well, I, I figured when he when he sent me his vote, you know, he, I hadn't done the count on. Uh, on Facebook or anything like that. So I didn't know where everything was, but I was saying that I told Patrick that him voting for the Finch cover was a victory <laughs> in and of itself. Right there. So. Thank you. Needed. <laughs> yeah. Kirk is asking. I'm not apologetic about what I voted for. <laughs> yeah. You no need to be Michael. It's all subjective. Of course. Yeah. Kirk's that's a Del Otto Spider-Man, right? Nah, that's Ron Garney. Oh, Ron Garney. All right, so uh, who's got the uh, submission picks? You I have them. We'll, we'll start with the winner. All There's right. Mike's submissions. Yeah, I kind of went Finch crazy. <laughs> and uh, as you can see, what I tried to do, as, as last time, I did a little bit different. I tried to, because of the borders, um, the, the glow around them indicates matches up to the round beside there i think we're gonna have to for next time we'll have to, we'll have to change it a little bit because round two round one and round two are essentially round one you know round so one right. right yeah so maybe next time we name them like round one a and round one okay. or something like okay that. okay um because because they're they're on equal footing that's the first time they were revealed right um, right and so you can see all mike's covers there and we, we can we can go back to this full shot but i also did this I'm showing who eliminated each person's covers. Oh, oh that awesome is Pat. awesome. That's insulting, and I'm all for it. <laughs> Let me zoom into this. So I can Man, what's that. insulting is that Star Wars cover. <laughs> Michael, you wouldn't believe the covers that that Star Wars cover eliminated. <laughs> well, it looks like more of your problem oh, was the Teen Titans cover, though. Yeah. The Teen yeah. Titans eliminated two of your. I'm surprised you have three X Men in there, too, which is awesome. Yep. I, it's I mean, interesting the way things. We'll we'll see how this goes, but the the number of times the same cover eliminated somebody's 
choices is kind of funny, but Kevin, you're wait till you see yours if you haven't uh, put two and two together. <laughs> oh, I no. haven't. Okay. Well, this <laughs> is that's really good. That's interesting with Mike obviously eliminating himself because he had so many covers with the with mm, the Steelers. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, I mean, so I'll, much you start cannibalizing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I and I do love that Michael Turner Teen Titans cover. So. It's bittersweet, you know. It's a, it's a, it was a worthy opponent. Yeah, yeah. And I'll also say, I apologize. There, it's possible there could be a mistake or two in here because I was, I was dealing with technical difficulties, you know, electricity, and waiting to the last minute. Yeah. So, don't, don't come down to me too hard if something doesn't quite work out. I tried my best and didn't get a chance to go back and check my work. Is I more than fair, <laughs> more than fair, Pat. Yeah. Uh, any other comments, Mike, before we move on? Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, we'll go to the runner-up. There's Kevin's. Yep. Man, I, right. I, that that was a little bit shocking with that spawn. The, my yeah. biggest shocking was the well, – that yeah, both that legacy and the spawn, shocking those are dropped so early. I love, so, I love those so much. Um, yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing that spawn go out in essentially the first round. Yeah. Uh, yep. I that's that was a head scratcher. Yeah. Let's see the matchup. What eliminated yeah. it? Yeah, that's okay, we'll see. <laughs> Here we go. Oh <laughs> holy cow, Kevin. Man, the Steel City Spider was my nemesis. I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't put the... two and two together yeah. there. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that that was the worst uh pepper. Uh, you know, uh, one that Took assaulted anybody else the most was that oh, Still geez. City Spider Man on uh, Kevin's. Wow. <laughs> and I was uh, kind of, I wasn't really talking smack about it. I guess I was. Yeah, I guess that got the most smack. I think that actually got more smack talk than the X Men, didn't it? Yeah, kinda, maybe. I, yeah. I, I kind of see why, because every week that thing was just <laughs> yeah. <him> pretty angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. All right. In third place, Tyler. Oh, man. Man, I was those do, like, two Moon Knights are so similar. Yeah. <laughs> I had them both up, and I was going back and forth between them, you know. Like, holy cow. You could have used the same, you know, early layout for both of them. Yeah, yeah. He did not care about the mixing it up perspective of... of uh, <laughs> choosing his covers that's for sure <laughs> and i actually we talked about it. i actually don't like that well i think most of us were commenting about how we were uh a little bit stumped by the clone wars surviving it as long as it did but it grew on me so that that knights of the old republic i didn't care for that one from the get-go so that yeah. one didn't surprise me but <laughs> but anyway um, here's, Tyler, here's tyler's eliminators Oh, Batman was taking yeah. him out. Yep. Batman yep. and Superman. Yeah. Three. Oh, yeah. Two of the same Superman, but then, then All-Star Superman oh, as well. Awesome. And then two Avengers. That's funny. Yeah. So cool to look at. Pat, this is awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, I never I never even thought of anything like this. I love it. Yeah. The only thing I wish I could have done something with, you know, the votes, but then we're getting a little, maybe a little too much. I don't know. Um, 
I'm in, just to let you know. That would totally work. <laughs> that would take a combined effort. I need Mike's help for that, too. Okay. That, would, that, would, that would make me uh, get my votes in earlier and get on the ball even sooner. So who knows if that'll happen. Uh, okay, we'll go to uh, Johnny in New York, Mike. They both went out in round four. And there's Johnny's. He had a, he had a rough round four. Yeah. Oh, he submitted two of the Green Lanterns. There's that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he got the the Catwoman that I think is uh, not not not, <laughs> not too great. good. Yeah. But yeah, everything yeah. else there is pretty awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, those Green Lanterns are awesome too. Yeah. I mean, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. And there we go with who took care of Johnny throughout the rounds. So Civil War took out two of his. Yep. Which of course was mine. And then his disassemble got took out by the champ. And then you know? well, the, the final three took out his two Superman yeah. and his Avengers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he has nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, and here's here's Mike's from New York, who uh you know, he wasn't too fond of how things worked out in the end there. He had some strong stuff in here that I, you know, I, I that, that JSA cover I really like. Um, I really like that Action Comics, that Superman and Brainiac cover. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, it's surprising he's, uh, he only submitted one Green Lantern. How, we had four Green Lanterns, right? I think. I think. So Mark um, was his downfall with JSA with the uh, beer belly. <laughs> yeah yeah uh but but yeah i mean yeah those were all obviously very worthy picks those are great yep nurses eliminators that ron garney spider-man taking out yep, two of his oh yeah yeah he, he he also was he had three eliminations by the finalists so oh yeah yeah so that's yeah, good stuff. And then coming in at the back of the pack, some uh, loser. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. One more thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually yeah, surprised yeah. that Beast eliminated that uh, Infinite Crisis. I love that Beast. I submitted it, of course, but man, that I, I totally thought it was going to lose that Infinite Crisis. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that Infinite Crisis. <sighs> that Infinite Crisis is too muddy for me. It's I mean too much too much in the shadow. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's just I, I, that's that's a Jim Lee cover that I don't really care for. Uh, I, I, I could sort of put sort sort of the same criticism towards that Justice cover by Alex Ross at the end there. Just I, I think there's a lot better Alex Ross covers out there. Um, I do like the Black Adam being featured, but yeah, yeah. That's actually another thing with that Deadpool beating that Justice. That seemed a little yeah. That's what are you talking yeah. about? That Deadpool that beat Justice down. You got Deadpool, the pirate yeah, Deadpool. That's a great Deadpool cover, Kevin. Oh, is that one yours? Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Deadpool's a lot cleaner. Oh, sorry, Patrick. Your, uh, yeah. your eyes can focus on it. Really. You can see the, the Justice. You really have to concentrate on it. Well, yeah, no offense, Pat, but yeah, I don't like that Deadpool cover at all. Oh, I, I love it. And I'm a pirate fan. I, I, I'm a Pirates fan. I mean, and I'm not talking about the baseball team, which I'm a Pirates <laughs> fan of the baseball team as well. I'm talking about Pirates. I love Pirates. And 
maybe that's why maybe maybe because i'm not a that much of a deadpool fan actually sometimes i'm annoyed by him that uh him being mixed with my pirates maybe that maybe that's why i don't like it it's, yeah. it's all subliminally psychological i needed to get a jason pearson cover and so that was my choice you know since he'd recently passed away i wanted to kind of honor him by getting something in so i i thought the deadpool might pull some weight with other voters um oh now i feel bad okay i'm sorry and uh just to comment on a couple of other ones i i i was i talked to mike i said i couldn't believe new york mike didn't pick that green lantern alex ross cover that's one of my favorite alex ross covers and it's plus it's green lantern and i was shocked to see it was still eligible when i put it in yeah yeah that is great yep um yeah and art adams again being knocked out in the first second round i guess me, nobody knew it was art adams or just hated hulk's head there was a couple <laughs> of little criticisms that was my comment about the face and yeah i didn't realize it was art so yeah i don't know if that would have changed my mind though because yeah i'm not feeling that face but you told me that's how he looks which i've never read any thing with red hulk in it actually so i wouldn't know no i think unfortunately in the first round it was going up against one of my covers so i couldn't I, yeah I think we can look at that Yep. And, yeah, yeah, uh, going up against my X Men cover, so I couldn't. I would have voted for it because I love Art Adams, and I think it's a great cover. But four of Mike's took years out, Pat. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yep. Wait, What's one, oh, boy. two. Oh yeah, the X Men did it twice. Yeah, yeah. The same X Men did it twice. The end, the other X Men, then Batman. Yeah. Oh, the Uncanny Valley took out the Hawk. I like that. that that's a great cover. selection. Obviously, even though we didn't like the Hawkman too. Sorry, Michael. What were you saying? No, I was saying that I like the Hawkman cover over the Uncanny Valley. I there mean, you Uncanny go, Pat. <laughs> we need your vote next time, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael. That Hawkman was getting ribbed pretty hard when it was being shown. We didn't know whose it was. So yeah. Uh, coincidentally, that's uh, by a fellow Scad. He graduated from SCAD, Andrew Robinson. So there you go. Oh, okay. Oh, contest for other people. Why he's mentioned that I recently, reason why I haven't been on the podcast in a while is because I moved down to Savannah, Georgia to go to college at SCAD, uh, yep. Savannah College of Art and Design. Hmm. That and is also awesome just, you know yeah. that, Pat. Pat, that's awesome you know that. And that's an awesome coincidence that you would make that comment on that cover, Michael. <laughs> yeah, <that's awesome. laughs> Love it. Love it. All right, that's it. Great stuff. Another man. combat done. I got to do this real quick now. Um, again, I'm I'm trying to pull double duty without uh, yeah. Darren uh, here, but yeah, we deserve this. All right. Especially you, Pat, on what that last part there. That was great, and Mike, yeah. obviously. Your work you've done with everything throughout deserves another. For sure. <laughs> yeah, we all love cover cover combat, but I don't know. Mike's probably getting a little weary of cover after cover after cover and tally after tally. I'm not. I love it. Okay, good, Mike. Really good. Here. That I, is I love, I love stats and... and uh, yeah, that's why I love what you just did there, Patrick. I love stats. I love going back and seeing yeah. what eliminated those covers. That's that's great. Yeah, I think we talked about a couple other stats that for next time, I think we had a conversation about that. Mike, hopefully you took notes because I can't remember what it was, but I think we did uh, have more of a stats tracking for next time somehow too, didn't we? 
I don't remember. I have I have the votes for every cover because um, that was going to be the tiebreaker that uh, New York Mike had recommended. So I, that's why I tallied all the the total votes. Oh, okay. Oh, um, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Like that Star Wars Clone Wars, it had forty total vo votes. So it's not too shabby. Oh yeah, you want to go? You want to run down that list in general? Like, obviously, we got the top three already. What was the fourth in total votes? Do you have that handy? I not not off the top of my head. I because they're all in in uh, group order. Like oh, I've got okay. Tyler's group together. That way, it was easier for me to find them whenever I um, tallied. Yeah, I got you. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. But we do have to talk about Uncanny X Men four ninety three was actually claimed. Oh, really? Yep. That was the last one that was uh, available. So, Cora, Cora claimed that one. Did I? Did we say what we're gonna give for that? Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Well, there were two different prizes. One. Oh, that's for, yeah, yeah, yeah. One for the group. Also, yeah. she gets. Uh, so I'll get her a facsimile X Men number one, right? That's what we talked about. Yeah, the first was that what it was? Okay. X Men, right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for remembering that, GC. Yeah, it's unhorrible. But anyway, but that's awesome. Congratulations, Cora, for also, man, this show is epic. <laughs> another another big winner. Um, obviously, Mike's a big winner, being able to claim the Cover Combat Three champion, and then uh, Cora's a big winner. She gets a first appearance of X Men facsimile comic, which I have a couple of those already, so that works perfect for me. And she's local, so I can deliver it soon. Uh, sorry, uh, I guess I should apologize to uh, Rose. She's still waiting for Captain America because I haven't made it to Pennsylvania yet. <laughs> that prize isn't very easy to ship either, so that has to be hand-delivered. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, uh, you know, it's going to get to a point where it's going to be cheaper for me to drive up there than it would be uh, if, I, if I eventually have to ship it, you know, yeah. so. And then lastly... Congratulations again to AAA 2019 for winning the uh, Scruffles. So that's this is awesome so far. Oh. <clears throat> All right, I've got um, I've got something I want to sneak in here real quick. Oh, before we do uh, the first segment. I mean, that's that's what's next. Is uh, I'm up next, right? Yeah, I think so. So I want to sneak this in real quick. <laughs> All right, so the topic is something that I shared in the Acceler Comics book or, or Acceler Comics group recently, and uh, it was just a moment. I saw it. I thought it was cool, and that's the kind of thing we just kind of throw into the group, um, you know, uh, as opposed to on the main page, but it was the story of a Michigan man whose father passed away, and uh, he was... I, the way they talk about it in this kind of... I just watched a short. It was a short news clip, um, for, I guess, from a local Michigan news source, um, you know, like USA 9 or something, whatever. But it was like only like three or four minutes long. And it basically, in short, 
uh, his father passed away, and I guess he was his family looked at him like some kind of hoarder, and so they really weren't paying attention to a lot. I, I, and if I misspeak here at all, I apologize. This is just kind of the gist I got um, because there's they're actually coming out with a more specific documentary, so we could get more information later. But uh, his father passed away. They looked at him kind of like a hoarder, but then ends up when they were going through all his stuff that they found a, a ridiculously amazing comic book collection that had all kinds of ridiculously awesomely valuable comics in it. Right. Everybody watched that now. Right. I know yeah, you yeah. hadn't Mike, you did Michael, you didn't know. Um, didn't know. But so here's why I wanted to mention it because first of all, it's an interesting story. Second of all, uh, Mike, did you get a uh, message from Julie? In Messenger? Yeah. So one of mine and Mike's high school friends, really close friends of ours, uh, her name, a friend of ours, her name's Julie. She actually private messaged us that story as well, like a week later. So, and and she knows our history with comics and stuff. So she's like, I thought you guys would think this was interesting. So I was like, yeah, it was so interesting. We actually been talking about it in our group and blah, blah, blah. So I thought that was a cool coincidence, right? Yeah. No. And I'm just going to put this up real quick. Um, this is the... It, so they're putting out a full documentary calling uh, Selling Superman. Uh, I think it's I think it's coming out soon. It's I, I don't actually have the details when it's coming out. But this is the Instagram account for that film. The selling... I think it might actually be called just literally Selling Superman... And uh, so I just wanted to shout out to that real quick. Follow Selling Superman film on Instagram, which I thought was cool. And the reason I'm bringing this up uh, as a kind of a cool coincidence thing is because uh, some of the people that follow Exceller Comics were commenting on this. Hmm. And then this Instagram account fantasta fantast underscore comics which he is the son involved in this whole thing um he actually was going back and forth there was kind of some guys that were kind of disrespectful you know the you know what we were talking about in the group a little bit how it seemed like they were being hard on the dad a little bit mm -hmm. like some other people took that a little bit more serious than we did because they were literally getting in a fight uh, you know, for lack of a better way to describe it, with Fantastic Comics on the Superman, the Selling Superman Instagram account about how they thought about and treated his daughter. I mean, his dad, I mean, sorry. Right? So then lastly, guess what? Fantastic underscore comics follows Exceller Comics. Nice. <laughs> so I thought that was a uh, last cool coincidence yeah. there. Um. You know, and uh, because as soon as I saw his comment, I noticed, you know, you can, or I didn't notice, I, I can't remember exactly how I found it, but then I looked and, and sure enough, he's been following us. And this was, he's been following us since before we started talking about this in the group and everything too. So isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. After, uh, after Jules had, had sent me that, um, I had a short conversation with her about it all because you know obviously we don't know anything about the situation yeah other than what's in the in the article and uh 
that four minute video yeah yeah so you know it's i think it's best to reserve judgment on on right situation yeah. um but I, I i wonder you know if if i i can't i can't remember when he passed away but did he suffer from something like asperger's or something like yeah. that you know where it's 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 a mental thing where you have difficulty communicating with social you know things like that so you know it might not have been uh was just a guy that, you know was yeah you know just being mean or cut off from his family i think there were other circumstances so it's probably best to, uh reserve check out the documentary and see yeah especially if you're going to speak publicly about it kind of yeah i think the yeah. best way people were putting it is just show some respect you know i mean it's Right. It, it's a situation you're not in, embedded in. There's probably a lot of dynamics going on there. But anyway, I and thought it was a really situation. Cool. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Real quick, the, the mother and the son are now in a situation where they, you know, his, his son has inherited all this stuff. Um, what to do with it? You know, it's like it's such a huge thing. Do you do you keep it all just because it belonged to your father, which he had a strained relationship with, or do you? take advantage of the fact that you're in this situation and, and, and better yourself. You know, it's, you got to better yourself. That's what I mean, most people. Yeah. Hopefully I don't misspeak here, but uh, I think this is accurate. The post that I started noticing all this activity on that brought this all to my attention. He was actually showing they sold uh, Batman number one mm -hmm. at heritage auctions. And he was, showing what he sold that for which is, they got over a million bucks so wow that was just one yeah. book out of that crazy collection and i think the condition of these books they're all high condition aren't they i guess i think they are relatively yeah. high yeah i think that uh action comics was that like an eight wasn't it i think i think so oh, you, you didn't see the it once it was seen i don't think it showed it cgc'd in that oh. video it was so anyway go to that account on instagram check it out mm -hmm. He's got as I guess as he's going through the process, he's sharing the process. You know, yeah. it's basically it's turned into a full time job for him. I don't know whether he was, you know, he was working prior and he stopped when this <laughs> happened or whatever. But definitely, yeah. it seems like it's a full time job with him. You know, going through that collection, logging it, getting it all CGC'd, selling it. You know, he's he got a he he's making a career out of it, which you know, yeah, again, good for him. And and I I you know of course. I, I took this opportunity to point out to my wife, see, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Someday yeah. you're just going to, you're going to have to deal with all this when I'm gone. And it might be a change of career for you. I don't, yeah. you know. <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. So I wanted to talk about that yeah, for a minute. Yep. All right. Let's move into the first regular segment then. <laughs> Uh, and uh, 55 minutes into the show. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, I'm going to keep this short, though, since, uh, and I knew I would need to keep it short uh, for the sake of uh, everything we had to cover on this show, of course. So, um, Mike, first thing we talked about uh, in the pregame, yep, about uh, you not being up to snuff with uh, the main topic of the day. But then you had mentioned there's something else that's on your radar that you were hoping was on mine. Yep. What is it? Well, I made a quick graphic 
um, a little bit ago. So I'll throw that up there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just threw that together real quick. Nice. Well, that is so, definitely on my radar. I want to watch it, but I didn't think it was out yet. That's an Apple TV one too, isn't it? Yeah. So for all the listeners, uh, Tetris is what I focused on. And I thought it was a series, you know, so I put it on. I figured I'll watch the first episode. That'll be enough to get me through this week. No, it's uh -huh. not a series. I think it's a two-hour movie. Um, it's definitely a movie. I can't remember if it's an hour and 40 minutes, two hours, whatever. But Did you anyway, watch the whole thing? I watched the whole entire thing. Well, let's and... go ahead and hear your uh, quick quick review of it then. What'd you, just what would you think in general? I loved it. Okay. I loved it. It was it was well done. The acting was great. The, it was it was exciting, dramatic. Um, I never knew, I never knew Tetris was as, that, that that so much had to happen for Tetris to even make it. You know, so uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it was all news to me too. And how about you, Patrick? Were you aware? Yeah, I knew a little bit about some of the you know shenanigans, but not you know, and I don't know how much is dramatized for the movie but the, it's definitely something i i'm looking forward to checking yeah. out well, let's say there's a car chase <laughs> yeah. i was surprised and yeah. i haven't been on the edge of my seat at an you know during an airport scene since i watched argo okay awesome so, yeah it's it's phenomenal the only thing i knew about tetris was uh a russian man had uh created it yeah. That's all I knew. That's all I knew pretty much too. Yeah. yeah so and uh just I'm gonna toot my own horn. There's there's only a couple times I do. Once is about my kids and my wife, and the second time is that I am a Tetris world champ. <laughs> For anyone that didn't know, when Tetris is really at its high point, I ranked in the top three hundred in the world. It's okay, just you know, it's fine. No, no accolades needed. No accolades. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I love Tetris. It's definitely on my radar. I'll uh, I'll definitely yeah. check it out. But no, I was thinking we might be on the same page because I think uh, I'm assuming this one might be on your radar too, uh, Mike. Maybe even Patrick. Uh, but I watched Knock at the Cabin, M Night Shyamalan's new one. I saw the ads for that. I'm not considering it, but it's like, hmm, it's interesting enough. Mike, I want to see it. I did not watch it. Same. Yeah, same. You both want to see it? You just haven't watched it yet? Okay. Yeah. Yep. come. Okay, so <laughs> I guess. Um, okay, uh, how can I do this? So I won't even put up spoilers because I don't want to spoil it for you guys, and I don't want you to leave. Um, so I'll just I'll just give it a, a base review then that uh, uh, I'm confused. Um, and, and, and I don't mean that in the way that sometimes – uh, knock it, or uh, M Night Shyamalan's movies can be confusing. This is, this is probably one thing that me and uh, Jesse talk to each other about is, it's probably as as straightforward as a movie I think we've ever experienced with M Night Shyamalan, which you know with M Night it's that's kind of unusual, right? I mean, but, yeah, everybody um, waits for the twist. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Do you know the? You both know, and Michael as well. Do you know the the? The plot of this movie? Yeah, the journals like there's a family that are at a cabin in the woods. They're out like vacationing or something like that. 
And well, as the name implies, there's a knock at the at the cabin at the door, and there's these four figures here that's shown on the uh, cover. Who, I guess, the four horsemen of the apocalypse is the best way I can describe it metaphorically. Saying, "Hey, one of you is not gonna leave this place, and the rest of the world would be saved if you make the choice." That's as far as I know, based off of the advertisement. That's pretty good. Uh, to get a little bit more specific, um, these these guys are actually, you know, kind of the deliverers of the message, but they, you know, are trying to stop the apocalypse, essentially. So, you know. I forgot to toss that detail. Yeah. yeah, no, they're trying to stop it. So that's kind of, that's kind of the gist. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a wild ride. Um, and, I think uh, Jesse gave it a six out of ten. I give it a seven out of ten. It's not bad, uh, but we actually, uh, you know, and this is just us talking to each other in the living room. We're like, you know, I, I may change my mind on this. We'll see, and that could go either way. Once we uh, give it some more thought and watch it again, um, it's got a lot of interesting aspects. Which, like I said, I won't talk about it because I don't want you guys to leave and you haven't seen. But once both of y'all have seen it, if it, if we think about it again, I'd like to. Uh, talk to y'all uh, a little bit more about it in detail and maybe uh, give a little bit more detail to anyone who cares in the reviews, but I mean, uh, in the show, but uh, just in general, everyone, um, I give this a seven out of 10. It's definitely worth to check it out. Oh, and here's, here's what I thought kind of uh, cleverly for lack of a better way to describe it, to, to describe how my feelings about this is if you're an M night Shyamalan fan, you might not, you might like this movie less because you're an M Night fan, mm. but if you're not an M Night fan, you might hate this movie. <laughs> so take that for what it is. That might not make a lot of sense now, but once you watch it, um, I think uh, what I just said will make more sense to you. But definitely, I would definitely recommend in general everyone check it out. But I would have no doubt it'd be a pretty even split as the people that think this is trash. And people that think it's amazing, you know, it's it's one of those kind of movies, you know. So got it. Where'd yeah. you catch it, Kevin? Uh, it was uh, streaming free on Peacock. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. See, I, since the first time I saw the uh, advertisement for it, I've had a problem with the title. It's not finished. Knock I mean, at the cabin. Yeah, he's knocking at the cabin window, the door. Oh. Door, <laughs> yeah. then, or is he just on the side wall? I don't know. <laughs> Right. It's always bothered me. And it's interestingly enough too, the, obviously we know this is uh, Drax. Um, uh, what, you know, what's mm -hmm. his name? What's his Dave. name again? What's oh, the actor. Dave, uh, what'd you say, Pat? Dave Batista. Yeah. Dave Batista. Yeah. And then do you know who's on the far end there in the picture on the, on the right? No. That is none other than Ron Weasley. Mm. What's his name, Mike? Oh, that's right. Ron. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember the actor's name. Sorry for all the Potterheads. If, if I, I read it, I would recognize it. But yeah, me Rupert too. Grint. There Rupert you go. Grint. Rupert Grint. <laughs> I don't even remember seeing him in the previews. Me neither. <laughs> he 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 came into the into the frame, and and me and Jesse looked at each other, and we were like, "Is that Ron?" <laughs> <laughs> because when you first see him, you don't really get a good look at him. You got to wait until you get a yeah. good look at him to be to to be convinced that that's that, that's Ron. <laughs> you know. But anyway. He did a great job too. All the acting in this is great. 
you know, so uh, and we like everybody a lot. So it was, it's definitely well done, regardless of how you feel about the outcome. So, all right. So that's all I wanted to talk about besides uh, getting into our main regular topic of the week is uh, the Mandalorian. And we haven't had a show for two weeks now. So we can talk for a couple minutes about episode four. And then, of course, episode five. Mike, are you interested in not hearing any of this? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll, I'll watch it. All right. Um, yeah, I'm on the same wheelhouse. I, I'll end up watching it either way at some point. I just completely forgot that a new season dropped a while ago. So I got to catch up. Yeah, yeah, it's on. Uh, yeah, obviously episode five. So you're not too deep into the new season. Yeah, catch up soon. Um, so uh, Pat, do you would you like to start with episode four, or you want to start with episode five? Let's switch it up for the two episodes. Oh, I think we better start with four. No, no, no. I mean, do you want to be the one oh. who speaks first about episode four, or do you want to be the one that speaks first about episode five? What you could speak first about both of them. I know, but you know how I like to just switch it up. But anyway, I'll no, go first with episode. <laughs> i'll go first with episode four then so uh essentially um i think episode four is actually what i would definitely refer to as a filler episode um essentially what happens is we have another uh visit from some danger on where the mandalores are held up and hiding uh uh, they're, well, they're chilling on the beach again and a new creature similar to episode one uh, got the crocagator or whatever you want to or no the turtle croc or whatever you call it from episode one uh, but this is a like a dragon dragon bird of some type right Pat? Yeah like a pterodactyl dragon yeah, type yeah pterodactyl that's better that's a good descriptor yeah you should have gone first but anyway uh, <laughs> So this pterodactyl bird comes down and grabs one of the younglings and swoops away. And we get this kind of battle chase adventure real, real early in the episode. And uh, it was pretty cool. A couple things that were striking to me first is, uh, man, maybe they need to have a little bit of better lookout on this beach, right? No kidding. Yeah. And then secondly, I, you know, and this has struck me a couple times now, the reaction time to get jetpacking of these Mandos is a little slower than I would think, you know, it, it uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, Bo-Katan hops in her ship and starts chasing it too. Oh, that was the other thing too. When they all ran out of fuel, the first thing that dawned on me, so, so they're chasing them with the jetpacks. And this bird pterodactyl thing is running so far that the Mandos eventually run out of gas. And then they start just kind of slowly dropping and they lose the pterodactyl thing. And the first thing I thought was, man, you didn't, you, you didn't see that coming, you know, like, because I think Bo-Katan hops in her ship, like after everybody else, right? Like that was an afterthought. It wasn't kind of a plan, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, obviously, so I'm forgetting these specific details. Um, but then the second thing is, then they mention how this has happened on a few other occasions before. So then I'm like, okay, if this has happened on a few other occasions before, again, 
Why is the security so poor on this beach? <laughs> how could this pterodactyl sneak up on y'all? And then lastly, how did you not think that you're going to run out of fuel? Why would you chase this thing down if it's done this on multiple occasions before, you know? Right? Do you agree with that, Pat? Yeah, exactly. There, You know, the first thing is like... Uh, I think, you know, just in everyday life, if you see a, a larger bird fly overhead, you see this shadow and you immediately, you're like, you know, look out here. You know, there's some kind of larger bird, predatory bird out. If you can't right. hear or see this gigantic prehistoric beast, Mandos, they we, they started better start training better, you know? Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay, and then secondly, um, this has obviously happened before the fondling helmets in the bird's nest were proof that this keeps happening uh move to a different location <laughs> right strike two we'll, we'll get we'll get back to that um what else was i gonna say uh i, I this wasn't just a fondling it was paz vizla's child Vizla's child yeah mm -hmm. and, and they were content to you know wait a day to go after this beast um <laughs> And luckily got there in time the next day, just barely, <laughs> to save them. Yeah, so that's what, yeah, so that happens fairly early. So that's what the, essentially the rest of the episode is, is them formulating a plan and, of course, executing it to then go to the pterodactyl's nest and save the boy. And, of course, they accomplish that, you know. So, um, so yeah, all these, all these kind of goofy parts of it and the fact that it didn't have anything to do with the main storyline is kind of why I'm, why I'm calling it a filler. Uh, but actually Kirk's chimed in here too. He says he thinks all the episodes seem like fillers for them. So for them to have to been good, not great, nothing to write home about, but the writing to him is pretty weak. He yeah. It only seems like they're turning the corner and maybe have a direction, but there's only two more episodes left. Yeah, I know. Isn't that always how it works, right? It always seems like once they get which direction they want to be heading, then we got one or two episodes to go, you know? I wonder if those are going to... Hopefully, they'll be long episodes. So, yeah. you know. But obviously, I think uh, with what we're going to talk about in uh, episode five, even though this was a filler episode, this episode definitely had an important thing, uh, and it's primarily, prim primarily with it being Vizsla's son that... Uh, was taken right pat yeah so then was is there anything that i missed again since it was a couple weeks ago and, and my memory's horrible well was there I'd, anything say, else? I'd, I'd say one of the things that was you know on the important side was this is paz vizsla coming around and trusting din and bo -Katan. you know that this was the catalyst for him seemingly to be on their side now yeah because it seemed like they were the ones that don't the, the only two Bo and Mando that had a sense of urgency to save his boy. So that yeah. kind of definitely warmed him up to them. Yeah. So. And the other thing in this episode, uh, which two weeks in a row, things were spoiled Wednesday afternoon for me was Grogu's flashback. Oh yeah. 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 Thank you. See, I'm glad. So glad you meant you remembered that. Cause obviously that's humongous. Well, I should say this. I actually have been thinking as this event was so humongous to so many people, I'm like, okay, I mean, it's it's cool, but 
I didn't know. Okay, so what it is is the actor that played. So we get a flashback from Grogu being rescued from Coruscant, in, you know, during Order sixty six, and a Jedi saves him, and that Jedi is none other than the actor that also played Jar Jar Binks in Episode one. Right? What do you know his name, Pat? I'm at best. So that's uh, people have been like propping that up like this huge event. Obviously, the event of seeing Grogu, how he was saved from Order sixty six, was huge for me. I loved it. It was an exciting, well done. I think, uh, you know, event in the show. But man, them, them talking about how this he deserves this after what he went with Jar Jar Binks. Maybe it was just because the internet wasn't that big then that I wasn't aware. I obviously knew that Jar Jar Binks was. A, a character that a lot of people didn't like, but I didn't know that he had re- his, the way people talk about it, it's like he was on suicide watch from the way people were treating him or something. I don't know. It would seem a little extreme. What'd you think of that? Yeah. I mean, the people are going on about, he, you know, he's been redeemed, you know, but it wasn't, it was the, it was the fans hate against Jar Jar, the character, not him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like if he mm. took it so personally, that might've been, you know, he needed to kind of not take it so personally, you know. <laughs> you but know? it was a nice token on, you know, whoever the higher ups to give him, you know, a part as a Jedi. Yes. Uh, and and yeah. I, I thought the scene was really cool. I thought his fighting style was really cool. Yeah, I thought it um, was too. Yeah. And I thought it was great. He grabbed two, he grabbed the extra, you know, one of the lightsabers off a Jedi that had already fallen. So he was fighting two with two lightsabers. That was cool. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So you got that to look forward to, both mics. Mm-hmm. It's, it was it was epic. Yeah, I need it. I go see that. Just recently got access to the Disney Plus of a family. So, no, uh, uh, that, that's a, yeah, I do. I just well, I got I got introduced with an ad on YouTube one time, and I ended up watching She Hulk. I was like, okay, I can see where there's problems in this series. I felt like I was watching Deadpool for a moment. Like that's not what I came here for. <laughs> Well, we're a little bit mixed on uh, She-Hulk reviews in this. I think Pat uh, thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty bad. Um, Mike, Mike, you haven't even watched it yet, have you, Mike? I, I think, I don't remember what episode I stopped with. I think I watched half of it. Okay. So anyway, um, then getting to episode five. We didn't miss anything else. Thank God, like I said, thank God, Pat, for your memory. We didn't miss anything else with episode four, right? I don't think so. Okay. So moving to episode five, why don't you start on this one? Oh, what happened in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically the pirates coming back to Navarro. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, them trying to get help to uh, Grief Karga, trying to get help from the New Republic to, uh, to route these pirates out and save the planet. And uh, not having so much luck... But apparently the New Republic trusts the Mandalorians enough, especially Din. And apparently he knows about Bogaton too. I'm trying to I'm trying to put that together in my head, how he knew about her. I guess because they were involved in the whole Moff Gideon thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'd assume um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was able to track uh, the Mandalorians down to their poor hideout and on the beach there. <laughs> yeah. Have them come- that's your favorite droid of all time. I was I told my wife this uh, at the beginning. When we first saw this as well. Say um, that again, Kevin. I missed that. He, he was able to find them because of his second favorite, or because of my second favorite droid of all time. <laughs> yeah. 
R5-D4 is on the beach. I forget, how did he get R5-D4? He got R5-D4 from what's-her-name, didn't he? Yeah, Pelimoto. Yeah, Pelimoto. Yeah, so I guess, I guess again, for the show to work, it was just a coincidence that he could track R5-D4. Yeah, I don't know. I did like how they did the investigating stuff with him. Who, who's the um, uh, X-Wing pilot that we're seeing? What's his the character's name? Uh, what is his name? He's, he's, he's been on the show before. He's the guy that saved Mando from the spiders in, yeah. I think, season two. Yeah. And then I think we saw him again. Was he involved in the prison freighter episode as Awful. the X-Wings that came in? Yeah. Uh, Carson Tiva. Yeah, so he's a he's a uh, regular, I guess as regular as you can be yes. as far as X-Wing pilots are concerned in The Mandalorian. So yeah. he was a big part of the show, yeah. <clears throat> so, yes. and continue, continue. Um. So, where we'd leave off. The, 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 uh, the pirate was his name, Gor, uh, Gorian Shard. Yep. Right. Yeah. He, he starts to destroy. He, he made quick work of, uh, the city Navarro. there in Navarro, yeah. uh, which, you know, it's like, it, it seemed like they actually were doing a little bit, uh, world building. That's the city seemed bigger to me and more alive, but then when they're, they're all going to evacuate and run out of the city. And it's like, you know, 25, 30 people. You know? Right. I totally thought that too. I was like, man, did a bunch of people die already or what? Because it, <laughs> it was like, yeah, two dozen people there at most. Maybe not even that mo- much, many, but uh, yeah, I but, thought that was, uh, that kind of struck me as well, you know. But they were able to uh, convince the Mandalorians to help. Uh, didn't Bo-Katan, you know, convince the armor and Paz Vizsla stood beside them. You know, he said, you know, you saved my child. I stand with you guys. This is the way we're going to, we'll do this. And uh, they route the pirates out. Um, that's pretty much it. The, yeah. the, the uh, and it, it, they, they kind of flash back to Grief Karga offering Din land on Navarro. And they say, hey, you guys helped us. The Mandalorians can relocate to Navarro, which. If I were them, that certainly seems more hospitable than where they were. So no yeah, giant <laughs> gobbling up younglings and things like that. So. Right, right. So before before I say what I have to say, again, obviously we had a thing, a lot of you know negative, maybe nitpicks. I don't know what you want to call it from episode four, and I've got a few with episode five too. But what I want to say before I get into those is just. Man, I love this episode so much. I thought it was, I thought it was excellent. Um, not only because obviously it's moving the Mando story forward, but also too just a little bit of everything in this. I, you know, I've mentioned it before. Whenever we we had the episode where we saw the Doctor on Coruscant or whatever, that might not exactly be appealing to everyone that's watching the Mandalorian. Cause again, it, you know, it's the Mandalorian and he was hardly in that episode, but man, I love all this again. They should call it, they, they should do a show like this and just call it star Wars and give us a mix, a mixed bag every week. Cause when we get an episode like this one, which was a pretty good mixed bag in my opinion, because we, you know, we not only got to see, uh, what's going on with Greek cargo or, uh, Greek cargo and, and, uh, Navarro, or if I'm mispronouncing things, sorry. But uh, but then we also got to see a really cool... I thought the space battles were cool. 
thought they did a couple clever things with that that made it really interesting. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, now we, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, don't have any experience with that pirate King anywhere. So it seems like he was pretty big and obviously spoiler alert. He's not anymore, (laughs) (laughs) but he was pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, seeing seeing the new dynamic of inner kind of political workings of the New Republic and how they have this infrastructure where they have kind of procedure they need to follow to help people and save people. It, I hated it in the in the fact that I was like, man, just help them, you know. But then of course, oh, who's the actor that was the uh, New Republic guy they were talking to? Tim Meadows. Sorry. Yeah, Tim Meadows. <laughs> When when he came on, I which I like him, I mentioned to Jesse. I was like, man, there's just the Star Wars universe getting so huge. There's just enough room for everybody. Just quit, <laughs> just get everybody you know from anywhere else. Give them a part in these Star Wars, whether it be movie or show or whatever. And I thought he was he was really great. But he made a great point. Obviously, you know the X-wing pilot is there to try to get the New Republic to help out Navarro and. He, he basically says, we've got a lot of people to help out. There's a line, essentially. Yeah. We can't just drop everything and help you now, which obviously makes sense, you know. Yeah, We're this... obviously focused on the Mando, so we want him to kind of be bumped up in line, but, you know. you know. And this, this sort of goes to the larger scheme and why probably the New Republic didn't really work out is because just think of everything they had to take on, you know. Yeah. It, it was more than they were ready to handle, probably. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point, definitely. And and I also read, uh, you know, a lot of this, the Doctor Pershing episode, and maybe some of this was supposedly intended to be on Cara Dune's spinoff show that was. Canceled. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, like the the Rangers of the New Republic or something. So they're I, I guess they're bringing a lot of those unused story ideas into the Mandalorian, thus creating, you know, the Star Wars show that you're kind of talking about, Kevin. Wow. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's it's all awesome for me. I'm I'm. This might be my favorite. Uh, this is probably my favorite of this season, I'd say so far episode. But there's only even one or two episodes that are even in the running, and compared to this episode, for me personally, and and even the other two seasons. You know, I, man, I love this episode so much. Yeah. You know, I liked. Uh, you know, I like seeing all the familiar faces especially from you know classic star wars you know you see some squid heads and you see you know the weak ways and you know all these are pirates that are on there you know on uh, navarro it's it was cool you know yeah and the the i i don't know if i want to say it here but the the big spoiler for me was the the patron at the at the rec center for the new republic yeah i was gonna say that because i don't even think uh mike knows who who would be yeah. Uh, I'll bet you probably Michael wouldn't either. You know, that's kind of uh, unless you're into the cartoons kind of thing, right? So I mean, I don't think it's Maybe. really going to be a spoiler for. I was I was disappointed that I, it was spoiled for me because it would have yeah. been a big big you know reveal for me. It was because I, I really I really liked Rebels. I mean, it, it, I think a lot of people wrote it off initially because it was sort of kidified at the beginning, like season one, but it got really good and. Uh, I like all the characters from that show. Man, this is definitely a place I love that we cross over, Pat, because everything <laughs> you just said, just said specifically how I feel to a T. And I describe this 
specifically to Jesse. So first of all, right after we got done finally watching it, I didn't get it watched until yesterday. So I was late. I got on my phone and I was, that's, I think right after we watched it was when I was doing the tally in for Scruffles. And sure enough, first thing that came up on my phone was Zeb. Yep. Uh, Mike, Michael, uh, that's the spoiler, by the way. Zeb is in this uh, episode. Do you know who Zeb is? <clears throat> that name sounds oh. familiar. It's just been like forever. So I'm going to say no. Yeah. Mark, Mark really liked Rebels a lot. So we watched. We watched that. So you know who Zeb is then? Yeah, I know the name. I could probably pick him out of a lineup. Okay. <laughs> well, this will this will you'll know when I say this. Yeah. So because this go this uh tags on to what Patrick was saying. I was kind of not really warming up to Rebels at first either. And to be more specific, the character I liked the least was Zeb <laughs> at first. You know? Right. But man, he grew on me quick though, um, because you know he first of all he's kind of a goofball, and then secondly, he's kind of a jerk. You know, <laughs> especially early in Rebels, he's he's really uh, fighting with the droid a lot and fighting with uh, you know Ezra a lot. And uh, I took him as kind of the bully of the squad. You know, I didn't really, I wasn't feeling him, and then especially with him being goofy. You know, but then, yeah, he really, I love him. He's definitely, I, I pretty much like, I think that's what's so great about Rebels is I think all the character development and growth throughout the entire series was done so well. I I honestly, well, I, I'd have to say Kanan is my favorite, but but they're so, all so equally good for different, in different ways that that series yeah. is, is definitely underrated and yep. underloved in my opinion you know I've, doesn't it totally seem agree. like yeah doesn't it seem like clone wars was like that for such a long time but then for whatever reason everyone just started i'm talking about the animated fallen fell in love with the clone wars but rebels was still kind of second fiddle but yep. it seems like maybe rebels is kind of moving up that you know echelon of love uh, as far as star wars fans are concerned yeah. you know it was the animation style was so different and like i said it, it seemed a little kidified at the beginning and i think a lot of people just wrote it off immediately and that that was the problem you know this is kind of a side note but i'm just curious now that i'm thinking about it right now the only one i still feel that way about is resistance have you watched all of resistance i have not yeah me neither. i guess i'm sort of guilty of the same thing that's what i was gonna say i i i watched the first couple episodes of resistance but it is so different as well even from clone wars or rebels that I wrote resistance off fairly early, but I know I'm going to get back to it. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know anything hard. Oh, obviously I know the, the gist of it. And like I said, I watched the first couple episodes, but I don't know if it evolved to become more quality like clone wars and rebels did, you know, yeah. So, yeah. but it was awesome seeing Zeb. As soon as I saw him, since I didn't get it spoiled, yeah. I, was, I was like, Oh, Zeb is awesome. Yeah. And Jesse looked back and she's like, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like rebels, and she goes, "Oh, the cartoon." I said, "Yeah." So yeah. she didn't know anything about him, and he looked good too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did looked, a good yep. job. Yep, same. They had the same voice actor come in and voice him and everything. So yeah, yeah. that was great. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, sorry. and the only the only reason I'm I, I'm sorry, Mike, about it being a little spoiler for you, but the only reason I don't feel too bad about being a spoiler, and maybe this is the only negative about it, but it's really not a negative because it was just, but it was just like a what 
five second cameo. It was yeah. Like, he's not essential to the story in any way, right. shape, or form. So yeah. Exactly. Well, it sounds like it can wait then. <laughs> <laughs> it was still cool though, you know. Yeah. yeah, and the only other thing I'd say about this episode is something we had mentioned uh, previously. Is you know, was the ending where they, uh, you know, the, the armor is talking to Bo Katan and lets her do something. And so maybe that's we're getting what I hoped we would get, you know. I was a little confused by it though. Um, so Mike, this is probably, I don't know if you care about this spoiler. You, you said you don't care about any of them because you're just going to watch it, right? Yeah, sorry, I muted myself. Someone's knocking at the door. The dog's going crazy. Okay. okay. <laughs> so essentially, um, the armorer tells Bo-Katan to take her helmet off. The biggest reason I'm confused by this is obviously the point of her telling her to take her helmet off and then kind of bringing her out in front of all the other Mandalorians is to kind of bring together... And that's what Bo-Katan's role is going to be from this moment, from this point forward, I guess, is to bring together the old school Mandalorian tribes and the new school Mandalorian tribes, tribes, because you know she was obviously new school, and she moved into the old school realm with everything that's all the events that have occurred since, and that's obviously the point of her removing the helmet, right? Let me ask you this though: Why couldn't I? I thought it was. It didn't make much sense to me as to why that's the symbolism of it. Why couldn't she have said everything she said and did everything she, you know, okay, here, here, here's, I'm going to rewrite this episode. Here's what would have been better for me personally. Okay. So they have the armor and Bo-Katan have that same exact, <clears throat> excuse me, have that same exact conversation. But then when Bo-Katan goes out in front of the other Mandos, and Bo-Katan says, or I mean, uh, the, the armor says, this is what Bo-Katan's going to represent this this moment forward. If then Bo-Katan of her own will removed her helmet to kind of symbolize, okay, this is what it's going to, this is what it's going to be. Since I'm going to be that, let me do this. As opposed to the armor saying, hey, tell, take your helmet off because this is what you're going to be. You know, that kind of, you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, a little nitpicky there. Well, I just, I think that, it would have been because she came out already without her helmet in front of everybody. I think it would have been a, they would have thought maybe it was her decision and maybe not would have not embraced her without the armor being okay with walking out with her already. I, I think they automatically would have shunned her. I, I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. yeah who knows? And, and, and it's, again, this is a slight complaint cause I love this episode so much. I think it's a very, cool moving forward and the other interesting part is that too now they were just basically delivered a new home in the navarro he gave them like it seems like many 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 miles square miles of land for them to now grow mandalorians together but then now let's go back and save mandalore it's like, yeah I, I i get that but i also like that they that's Have what they're gonna baby. do huh? i like it i like that that is their plan to retake mandalore yeah, you know, yeah. At least we're gonna get off this planet where we're being eaten every day, <laughs> right. you know, while we gather our forces to take back Mandalore. So I was like, yeah, I was okay. Yeah. With that. yeah. And then lastly, I got a question in reference to that: Who are they gonna retake Mandalore from? 
I don't think they have to retake it from anybody. Well, they said let's retake it. So, so you're just assuming that means move there? Yeah, repopulate it. Make sure everything is okay. You know, obviously, you know, only Din and Bo are there, but there's obviously lots of creatures damage and to the planet and, and potentially yeah. atmospheric problems. But that seems to not be the case. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I, I was I was actually taking it that there might secretly be someone that they have to take it from that maybe we maybe weren't aware of or something. I was kind of thinking that, you know. So. Yeah. Well, we also we obviously we know that somebody's after Bo-Katan for some reason. That that wasn't just random. So that's probably going to fold back in here soon, which could tie into the end of this episode. Yeah, which yeah. at the very end we got to see again um, the X-wing pilot. I'm forgetting his name again. He uh, he was investigating an Imperial shuttle that was uh, dead in the in the middle of space, uh, and it had been breached. And then they found evidence of some Mandalorian Beskar armor in the in the Imperial shuttle. So I, I think that's kind of messing with our head a little bit. Like I don't think it's <clears throat> really uh amando involvement in that it's like we're assuming it's uh moff gideon right i mean that's kind of where we're we're thinking with this right yeah well that was the suppose that was the shuttle that was transporting moff gideon and they're implying that the mandalorians broke them out but right it's probably like a red herring you know yeah that's what i was thinking too yeah yeah so that again that was cool man that was so cool <laughs> i loved it so so two episodes, episode four and episode five. I'm gonna call episode five uh, my first not ten of the season. I loved it, uh, even with uh, the slight complaints I have. It doesn't matter. I love it. Give it a ten. I give episode four a uh, like uh, an eight, eight and a half, just because it did seem like more of a filler too. So you know, I think I think we could have gotten. Vizsla to care about uh, Bo and Mando more, you know, that could have happened without having a whole episode of kind of seemingly goofy things happen to rescue his son. <laughs> so. yeah, it but, is weird. It is weird how they brought the uh, the baby pterodactyl beasts back with them, too. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about <laughs> that. I totally thought that was weird, too. And, oh, man, you, you, you gave me a new strain of consciousness here, too, because I have the sense to say, too. I'm not, I don't know if I'm feeling this whole Grogu being a Mandalorian foundling. I'm not, it doesn't, it doesn't fit right for me. I don't know if, what they're going to do. Obviously I've seen a bunch of, illust I should say obviously, but I've seen a bunch of illustrations with kind of where Grogu will end up with this kind of Mandalorian Jedi crossover kind of thing. And it looked cool, but I don't see how they're going to get from where he currently is. <laughs> To the yeah. end point, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, then even more so, what Pat just mentioned is uh, at the end of episode four, uh, essentially what was happening with that pterodactyl bird is it would bring children to its nest so that her babies could eat, could feed on it to grow. So, of course, when they got to the nest, there was three baby pterodactyl creatures and... Uh, rather than kill them afterwards they just brought them back <laughs> to the mandalorian arc or uh, outpost or whatever to become 
Mando's because they refer to she he says I've got more foundlings for you and these three <laughs> giant baby pterodactyl birds come off the spaceship. It was like, what? <laughs> what the heck? Okay. I didn't think it was cool bringing the uh turtle crocker turtle gator back though to cuz that's uh what ended up killing the pterodactyl, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was very uh episode 1 kind of uh reminiscent there's always a bigger fish, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's all I got. Is that all? Yeah, that's yep. all. Okay. That's all. Okay. That's all. All right. How long was that episode? Uh, episode five. I don't know exactly. It does. It seemed, it was, it was, it seemed like it might've been long though. What's the, Pat was it long. Yeah, it was a little longer than the short ones we got at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but it rocked. It rocked, Mike. Definitely get back to it as soon as you can. Uh, yeah. Lex, Lexi's officially completely checked out. He said she's not wow. feeling feeling Mando at all, so she doesn't even watch it anymore. Huh? I'm like, whatever, fine. Make me sad. That's fine. Yeah, I can take it. So anyway, so then that'll do it. Does anybody else have any? You know, now this is the segment of what y'all uh, wanted to mention. Obviously, or uh, Mike already mentioned Tetris. So you guys got anything else? No, not really. Nope. Right, uh, I got one. Okay. Uh, for any any other nerds out there, the D&D movie is worth watching. It is enjoyable, not terrible, not cringe. It does not really, like, it's, it's not bad. I, I enjoyed it for what it is. I barely played D&D myself, but I respect the material and how they actually went about telling the story that they're telling. And the characters are enjoyable. Uh, the plot, it's because it, like D and D, it's not like the old video game movies that beginning and then they just flop because they're trying to follow a narrative. Like D and D is like if they're just set in a world and they're telling a story. So they're telling that story. Like the best way I can like give an analogy, it's like Lord of the Rings meets Ocean's Eleven. Okay, <laughs> that's like how I can just, that's like I think one way I can describe that movie to people, and I say it's worthwhile to watch. Okay, so we got a big positive for Tetris. Got a big positive for D&D's, what is it, of Thieves? Uh, uh, Honor Amongst Thieves. Honor Amongst Thieves. Um, yeah, I definitely want to check out both of those. I, I want to try to see the D&D in theaters. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, we were talking about that uh, quite a bit with the uh, action figures that are coming out, right, Pat? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> doing this. So we are. Uh, we got a studio audience, Michael. You might not have been aware of that uh, <laughs> since the last time you were here. So, moving right along, then. Mike is on deck. I'm up. We're ready for our pick three. And let me run down. Uh, from what I understand, this was a, a good week. Everyone liked the selection. It seems that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we we'll start with Ghost Rider 13, uh, Bjorn Barons. And I really want to know what's going on in this book. Because that's the helmet from uh, Weapon X. Yeah, that's what I assume. That's what it looks like to me. So yeah, I'll be picking this one up. Uh, Flash 796, uh, Torrin Clark. Scarlet Witch 4, Alex Ross, another timeless cover. And Poison Ivy 11, Seb McKinnon. And he is a Magic the Gathering uh, artist that is venturing into comics. Uh, Venom 18 by the Scotty Young. Joker, the man who stopped laughing. Number 7, Francisco Matina. And yeah, that is that is a disturbing cover. It is. Yeah, that's why I didn't pick it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have Disney Villains. Scar number 1, Karen S. Darbo. I am Iron Man number 2. Uh, Baliero. Oh, I said this over and over. Gian Gian Giordano. <laughs> Gian Giordano. Yeah. Uh, King Spawn 21, Mark Brooks, and Planet of the Apes number one, Todd Nock. Okay. And so can I ask a couple? Can I say a couple things before you show? Yeah, absolutely. Give me your feedback here. <laughs> so. That's supposed to be a, a take on the Venetian blind variants, right? With that Planet of the Apes, right? Yeah, yeah. It's. I think this is the third. Uh, I think the third artist to uh, jump into the the ring there with with these. I stopped yeah, I after love, the first round. <laughs> I'm still trying to get them all. Um, I love them, and and yeah, so I love this one. Hmm. And then uh, I just want to let y'all know I got all my. Uh, Timeless villainous variants with my DC shipment oh, yesterday. Good. They all came in. <laughs> and then yeah, of course, Patrick uh, had a comment uh, about how there's a lot of teeth in this week. So yeah, yeah, with Venom, yeah, that Joker. Holy cow! I was actually there was a different Joker. I think a different one I was going to use, but then I just couldn't pass that one up. <laughs> it's just interesting. Let me see. It actually. Uh, it actually received some votes. Good. And then, man, I'm still, you know, I like these uh, Poison Ivy covers. I mean, they mm -hmm. they definitely look cool, but the, the biggest reason I can't put them in a greatness category for me is, man, there's so much empty space with this cover, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it, I, I think that's part of it, though. That's man. part of the charm for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Plus, it gave cool. me some place to put the pick three logo this week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's quite challenging for I imagine. It is. Patrick's always like, ah, where am I going to put this? And I and I hate to do it to that cover, but it was my like only choice, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cora when she saw this, when she's like, okay, I need you to buy this copy for me. I'm like, oh, you like it? She goes, yeah, I want to tear the cover off and hang it on my wall. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. All so, right. So I had to order one for her, and uh, I guess I'll just let her, it's hers. I'll let her tear the cover off and hang it in the wall. <laughs> gotcha. like, oh, just, just hang the book. Anyway. Have right. you guys seen a bunch of the uh, Timeless Villain variants? I mean, well, I, I know you have seen them. Do you guys yeah. have any criticism of them? Um, no. I, I think, yeah, I think I've liked all of them. This week, it was a toss-up between... Um, Magneto and uh, Mysterio was on one, and I really liked the way Alex Ross had done. The, you could almost see a silhouette of of a face inside the, the dome there. So uh, 
It almost have made seen, it. But... Have you seen the Electra one yet? Electra Assassin? Yeah, yeah. I didn't Man. like stare at it or look at it. You know, I, I remember seeing it. We'll stare at it and tell me what you think. Pat, have you seen it? I don't recall it, Kevin. Oh my god! Right. I'll I'll look it up uh, after I'm done with this segment. All right, cool. Okay, okay. all right. Who won? But uh, <laughs> but I really liked how I think this is a great, powerful pose by Magneto. I just agreed. Yeah, it's so agreed. classic. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I picked this one over the Mysterio. Okay, so let's start with uh, the cover that came in third place. Okay. And that is, uh, yeah. Like Speak of the Devil? Yeah. Scarlet Witch number four. <laughs> yeah, that is a great one, definitely. Yeah. And then in second place, we had... Nice. Rider number 13. Patrick, are you familiar with what's going on with the Weapon X helmet? Nope, I just thought it was a new Walkman or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think the green on that cover is real striking. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, there's an unusual Ghost Rider cover. There you go. Yeah. So I'm picking this one up in the the next issue as well. Keep an eye out for it on the next uh, or on the pick three when it comes out because it looks pretty cool. Uh, and in first place, receiving the most votes was the hardly any art there, Poison Ivy. Bad <laughs> <That> gum. <laughs> these these real artistic ones they usually do well on our pick three yeah they do yeah mm -hmm. they're non-traditional superhero comic book look i think i'm the only one in our family that didn't pick it i think you are yeah you're one of the only ones in the whole thing that didn't pick it oh really did it get the most out of all of them like by far huh oh wow no. <laughs> but it got yeah got a large amount so I think it's nice. I think this is one that will do better when you're actually holding it in your hand. Probably. Yeah, screen. probably. Yeah. What number is that? That's number 11. Number 11. Are How many of them kind of look this way? Because I know we've had two now, right? That look this way. I think each issue has uh, some some really unique uh, variant covers on this okay. one. Now, I'll, I'll, unfortunately for this series, I think that's probably the best thing it has going for it. From what I've heard, <laughs> gotcha. It's just not a very well written yeah, shame. Yeah. So get it for the cover and tear it off and hang it on the wall. I guess not a bad idea. <laughs> All right, I got a I got a uh, comment here. Couple three, just run them up real quick. Uh, my wife says that is a beautiful mm -hmm. cover. Uh, it's the best one of the week. Uh, I think she put that up there before you actually revealed that she is accurate. Oh, it okay. is the best one yes. of the week. And then she said yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I think you better order her a cover or a copy of it. I better. So she sure. can... Then her next comment is going to be, no, don't buy me any comic book stuff. <laughs> so, that's what I got for the pick three. These are all uh, coming out April 5th. This coming Wednesday. That's good. Yeah. yeah I think I got, I got my Magneto in my DCBS shipment yesterday, though. How's that work? I think I did. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong, right? Yeah. Because I got 11. I got 11 of those bad boys in that yeah. shipment yesterday. It was a fat stack. Was I saw I saw your stack. Heck yeah. That was like, you can put that on a high chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's what really made us kind of compare the covers too. And 
actually Jesse's first criticism was about the White Queen, how she has a very masculine face. And then I looked at Electra, and I'm like, oh man, Electra literally she could pass as Conan. That if you just isolated her face, I mean, the way she just looks like a, a man. It's yeah, I pulled it up, Kevin. I yeah, I see what you're talking about. I, I don't know if he was leaning into that Greek look, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of hmm. odd. You see the White Queen one too. We had wasn't the White Queen one of our picks before? No, that was Phoenix. Yeah, yeah I got the Dark Phoenix too. Yeah. yeah. I don't have that big of a problem with the White Queen. I That's guess. what I told Jesse. I don't really, but I can see where she's kind of thinking that with her too. But yeah. I think in, in, in the White Queen's history, she's had a lot of kind of different looks over the time over the years. And uh she did at, at one point in time have kind of a really rough kind of look for a while, you know. Yeah. They've really kind of made her softer in the past few months, you know, it seems. Or She's got ago. like that real smug look on her face too. He, yeah. it, I noticed that through all a lot of these. He's, Alex Ross is pulling that off. You know that that Magneto this week is a good example. All these villains have that look on their face, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly suited for them. Hold on, I'll I'll, I'll get them uh, uploaded here real quick. Hey, I just want to sh show my prediction skills here, even though I failed earlier, but not predicting Tetris. I did predict. My wife says, no, I don't need you to buy it. <laughs> yeah. So I nailed that one. So, <laughs> All right. So that was good, though. Yeah, it was a good week. The only one I, uh, uh, you know, didn't like at all, because I can appreciate the Poison Ivy, but I was just stating why I didn't vote for it. The only one I didn't like at all really was the uh, the Flash. I'm, I'm not feeling these new Flash covers for some reason. Yeah, yeah I'm I, not a fan of that artist. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him as well, but I, I liked uh, kind of how dynamic those ones were, I guess. Um, yeah, they look very action-y. They're fast. They're fast. Yeah. <laughs> and they should be. It's the Flash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's all coming to an end with uh, issue 800 or whatever. Okay. Um, all right. Moving right along then, or are we waiting for you to put up those? Uh, okay. Yeah, so... So here's the sketch that he did that he ended up basing the painting on. So I guess, you you know, and then. I think that being a sketch. Oh, geez. <laughs> look at it. Seriously, dude. Seriously. Look, <laughs> and at, then it. look at the sketch. No, mm -hmm. the, I, th I was going to say that works better as a sketch. <laughs> I, I'm, I, it's yeah. not as bad, but yeah, look at that. It's like a professional wrestler. And not the female yeah. type. I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I can see where. You, I mean, there's that issue of Amazing Spider-Man where MJ looks very mannish. I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> I've talked about it. Tom ruined it for me because I'm like, oh, this is a great cover, and then he pointed it out. I'm like, crap! I'm back and never unsee. Oh, this. I recall that. Right. I can't visualize it in my head right now. Yeah. Michael, what do you think of this? Yeah, no, I, when you said it, it's like, now nah, look at it. it. It does look like it's a type of woman from like ethnically, probably like, when you said the Greek look, it's like, I can see that like, it's supposed to be like early age Spartan woman, for example, or okay. but it's just like, yeah, I guess yeah, that's no, it, it, it's, a, it's almost in the uncanny valley in a way. And I do agree with it being, I think that is a sketch, but so this I'm looks gonna... like overall, this is like a good drawing that they, that the arts did. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'll backpedal a little bit. I'm saying it's good. It's it's a it's good art. It's good picture. It's just not the Electra that I'm familiar with seeing. Basically, yeah. you know, doesn't look well, like. Yeah, most of that it looks like this is a different person dressed up as Electra. That's a perfect way to put it. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> exactly. So this is the cosplay Electra. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I think Thanks. I think I think it looks good. You got the White Queen. No. Okay. All right, I just was wondering. I didn't know if you were pulling that one up. Okay, move, we're ready to move right along, man. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot ahead of us. Yeah, we do exactly. Here we go. All right, Mike, you're first. Oh, sweet. Let me get... Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. Um, what are we doing? I wasn't paying attention. These are the reviews, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was hooking my phone back up. Okay. Um, all right. I read uh, Little Monsters number 11. Don't fear, Patrick. I know you're not here, so there are no spoilers. Okay, thanks. I was going to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I won't talk too specifically about this issue. Like I've said in the past, uh, with each, each issue, you don't get a whole lot of story. I think this is going to work really, really well in the trade paperback form where you can actually sit down and read the whole thing. Um, this is number 11. Once again, Jeff Lemire writing Dustin Wynn on art. It really does look like, uh, Dustin was rushing his art on this issue. I'm not sure what he's working on now. I think this, the series only has two more issues left. And I, I imagine he's already onto something else, but, uh, it just really looked rushed um, inside or the cover or both inside. Uh, and, and a lot, and some of it actually resembled Jeff Lemire's style a little bit. And I actually hmm. looked to the front to see if maybe <laughs> Lemire had hmm. done uh, a few panels or something, but, um, I, I do, I do have, uh, one, uh, two panels here. I just, I really love these two panels, and this is just perfect Lemire and Dustin Wynn capturing uh, what he's what he's got going on and the dialogue and stuff. It's just it's just really great. So, um, let me just get a few more questions answered. You can really tell that the end of the story is coming, and I, I think this is uh, a get it. If you haven't been getting this, uh, definitely try to pick it up. We have the trade paperback for volume one is available right now. And the trade paperback paperback for volume two won't be available until August 24th. Uh, we have issue 12 coming out on April 12th and issue 13, which is the final issue coming out May 10th. So uh, it's wrapping up and I definitely think this is something that you should get. If you can find the back issues, get them. If, if you can hold out till August, for the second trade paperback, go ahead and do that. But it's uh, that's probably going to be the best way to read this. This story is uh, kind of all at one time, or wait till January and get the hardcover that collects everything. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably end up getting both. Well, I have the single, so yeah, I'll probably wait for the the hardcover. Yeah. So it is a uh, it's a get it for me. Um, okay. And I'm, I'm going to backtrack a couple weeks when I reviewed Blue Book. Okay. And I, I mentioned uh, 
there's actually a movie based on that event ufo incident i watched about the first 20 minutes of this and it's terrible <laughs> yeah 70s made for tv oh, i can yeah. only imagine you know you really have to be in the mood for it and it's not even like it was done in a traditional sense i mean there's some there's some flashback things and and uh yeah it's just i found myself you know picking up my phone and and just looking on ebay and and the internet while this was on <laughs> i was just kind of bored so this is in I, the wrong segment too you should have mentioned this in what we watched <laughs> yeah but it's linked to my review of blue i know book. i know, I know. <laughs> And I was asking you to read Blue Book number two and review that, but uh, I wanted to touch on uh, Little Monsters because I enjoy it more. We should let me borrow that. I'd like to just check it out. I, you know, I, I can if it's if it's bad enough, that'll make oh. me stick around. You know. So. Oh, this. Yeah. Oh, I don't own it. It was. It's. Uh, you can watch it on uh, streaming. It. I can't remember what channel it was. Oh, like, okay. Oh. I thought you were saying you bought it too. Okay. No. Okay. No. Thank goodness. <laughs> and I'm sorry for anybody that bought it after I pointed it out a couple weeks ago. <laughs> we could probably get it from a dollar bin, you know, yeah. anyway. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Patrick, you said you didn't have anything this week, right? Uh, Kind of, kind of not. Uh, just my schedule wasn't lining up, but I have been reading. Uh, I've been forcing my way uh, right away. That's that's a bad sign. I've been forcing my way to finish up um, Images Two Moons by John mm. Arcudi. Um, I, I liked it initially. I thought it was kind of a neat horror book. This is like a, you know, it's set, you know, boy, what time period would you say? Civil uh, War. Pre, yeah, pre-Civil War, Civil War era. Um, oh, yeah, it was during the Civil War because they were having the battles, yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was kind of creepy, cool horror. Um, I think I read initially the first four issues. Uh, and then I think it got stacking up on me and I noticed them and I was like, I gotta, I gotta catch up and see, you know, what's going on here. So issue five finished up the first arc and I thought it was fine, even though I had, I had let it lapse and I, and I kind of had forgotten some things. It, five was fine. I didn't have any problem with it. Um, then I read six through 10, um, which is the second arc and I've, I've lost interest in it. I, I probably won't be going any further. Uh, there is another uh there are more issues planned i believe um but it just it, it, there was a, a a time jump there and i just wasn't feeling the story and i this is a pet peeve of mine when writers try to write accents and dialogues i i have a hard time with it i just i i find it frustrating um and mm. there's a lot of that going on in this book especially it seemed like in this second arc um and the story just wasn't working for me so it's one of those things where you know, a lot of times i if, if things stack up and i've lost interest and a lot of times go by i won't even it just gets filed away but here i i was interested enough in those first couple issues that i stuck with it and sort of uh worked my way through that you know the final issues but it, uh, at this point i'm, I'm probably out um so it's it's the first part was probably a slight get it for me um the second arc i'd say forget it and i unfortunately probably won't be checking back in on this book wow. yeah i i agree with you uh the first arc was really good i liked it 
lost interest. I had to power through the rest of it. Force myself. Oh, to read it. So you read them too. Yeah. You yeah, felt kind of the same way. Yep. And I won't, I won't, when it comes back, it's been, it's been gone for a year. I think. Yeah. <laughs> for a while. So yeah, I probably won't pick it up when it comes back either. Was yeah. that an image title? Image. Yeah. 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 All right. So, um, you know, it's funny that, uh, we kind of mentioned obviously with us being gone for two weeks, that I'd get a lot more read of Monstrous. And here you are. You didn't read a lot, Pat. And Mike, you didn't read. You know, it's funny. When we have these big lapses with skipping a week or whatever. <laughs> right. Kind of under the first impression. Oh, I'll get a lot for yeah. the next one, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of the same way, too. I thought I was going to read through probably the rest of at least the first uh, trade of Monstrous. But I only got... I actually only got three read up until this morning. And then I, this morning I got up early enough and I read four and man, am I glad I did. Um, and, and I feel bad that I don't feel bad, but you know, I, I regret that I didn't pick it up sooner to get further. Um, because man, I'm, this got a lot more complex and, uh, to me more interesting to remind people about Monstrous. So I'm reading the first trade and I already reviewed chapter one and two, which were issues one and two. And now I'm, I've read uh, chapter three and four. Uh, so this is issue three and four. This is the cover for issue three that is in this book. And I wanted to mention this too. I'm not sure. I don't think I did mention it the first time I talked about it. They have a great synopsis thing at the end of every book slash chapter where uh, there's a cat and there's actually a whole race of these talking genius cats in this uh, series. And there's one cat in particular that's kind of traveling with Mayoka and her friend, which, uh, correcting myself too on that, I described her as like a squirrel girl kind of thing. But she's actually a fox. Um, so, so that's her on the cover, and that is the cat on the cover as well that are playing major roles in Mako's story. And of course, this is uh, by, correct me, Marjorie Liu. And how do I say that other lady's name? Uh, you know how to pronounce that, Mike? Takeda. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Takata is how I... Uh... Takata Takeda? Okay, okay. So anyway, so that's uh, who this is by. And again, they're the art and writing team. Uh, and this is a beautiful book. Uh, that doesn't even need to be said, in my opinion. The covers show it, too, and I think they're all great. Uh, but uh, to recap where we are in the story, too, real quick. So um, we have, basically, we're in, this takes place, basically, in the city of Zamora. And we have the Arcanix, which is what the main character of the story, Maika, is an Arcanic. This uh, fox girl on the cover and the cat, are, they're all considered Arcanics. And uh, they're kind of battling regularly on, the, on, you know, Zamora with the humans, which the humans also have help in uh, the Kameas. Kame uh, there are powerful humans that are, you know, kind of witches and stuff that help uh, the humans fight the Arcanics. And the first thing that became interesting 
Let me, let me just get through episode or episode uh, issue three real quick because what I'm getting ready to describe that makes this really good to me doesn't get into it until issue four. Issue three, basically, uh, to remind you again, she uh, she was kind of captured and she was going to be sold off uh, to kind of slavers, it seems, and that's kind of what Arcanics are about. They're kind of being constantly chased down by the humans, and uh, we catch up with McKay there. She escapes. So they're on the run. In this issue, the people that are trying to track them down from where they escaped specifically catch up with them. And uh, at the end of the second issue, Micaiah actually is revealed as she becomes this crazy, monstrous creature. That's how they escaped. And then essentially whenever they catch up to them again in this issue, this monstrous creature comes out again and helps them escape again. So uh, the ups, or issue three is pretty uh, simplistic uh, in that regard. The, the cat plays a big role of fighting. You find out it's not just a smart cat. It's kind of a mean cat, and it helps them escape. And uh, But w- what we do learn in this is this monster that Micaiah becomes, actually, I'm, and I'm going to say this is almost stealing venom um from marvel we actually learned that this is a, its own separate monster that is inside Micaiah, and she has a stump for an arm we talked about that as well and it it comes out of her arm and then it becomes its own kind of kind of tangled creature but it's all black and that kind of happens towards the end of this issue which then takes us into issue four where we get a lot of dialogue between this creature and Micaiah, just like Venom, you know? Um, and, I, and and let me restate when I say just like Venom. I'm referring, I'm referring to uh, like, especially in the movie, you know, I haven't read a lot of Venom uh, or I haven't read any Venom in a very long time. So I'm not going to be presumptuous that that's how it's happening in the comics right now, but uh, especially in the Venom movie, it's just like that. She's talking to it. It's talking to her. It's inside her. It hates her. It doesn't know why it's inside her. It wants to get out. It's trying to be commanding her and telling her what she needs to do. And she's like, screw you. I'll, I'll do what I want. Kind of, you know, very similar, like I said, to Venom. And uh, the little fox girl is actually very afraid of Micaiah because she's actually seen what this creature, when it comes out of Micaiah, or what Micaiah kind of also partially becomes, because it always stays attached to her, you know? And uh, she actually ate another Arcanic. And so the fox girl is very fearful of Micaiah. But then now in issue four, we're starting to establish that they're separate, essentially, and... Micaiah is actually protecting the fox girl from this creature that wants to eat the fox girl because the creature is becoming hungry, right? <clears throat> so we get this new dynamic, which is the way it's written in this is very interesting to me, and it's well done, too. I mean, it's unquestionable as to who's talking about what and exactly when, and all. it's, it's written very well and laid out very well, in my opinion. But what even gets more interesting in this is they start to give us a lot of explanation as to how we get to where we are in this issue. And essentially, um, so the humans are 
kind of not constantly just full force attack. Well, I'm sorry, I should step back on that too. So the Arcanics have what they call um, this place called, it's called Constantine. And it's the city. And there is a bunch of Arcanics there. And there's a queen of the Arcanics. And she's actually a wolf. And she looks just like a wolf. And we discover, and this was this actually confused me a little bit. And I think you you mentioned this earlier, Patrick, uh, asking what character was on what covers. And I was wrong. It's a totally different character. So there are people searching for the being that is in Micaiah from the Arcanix authority or whatever you want to call it. They're called the Ancients. Is there the uh, the top dogs in the Arcanic community? They are actually searching for this being because there was a battle and it was called the uh, Battle of... I got my notes here. Oh, the Battle of Constantine. Yeah, okay. So so there was a fight happening between the Arcanics and the humans. And you'd only assume that they're talking about this creature when I tell you what I'm talking about next. Something killed everybody, Arcanics and humans. So the humans actually assume that the Arcanics have this creature kind of, and the Arcanics know that the humans think this, so they, they don't correct them. But the humans assume the Arcanics have control of this creature that destroyed everybody at the Battle of Constantine. So that's the only reason they're not kind of going full force at the Arcanics all the time. And that's why there's kind of a, a world of Arcanics and a world of humans kind of completely kept separately. Um, because of this battle. And then the character that you asked about that was on the cover of that issue, <clears throat> she is, they just refer to her as Warlord. She's looking for the entity. And she, in this issue, discovers that it's in Maeka. So now the Arcanics and the humans are both after Maeka for different reasons. Um, one of them are looking for this entity inside of her. And then the other one, is looking for her because, as I mentioned before, they kind of look at her as like the one as far as the Arcanics are concerned. And then also, and this is going to be, I'm going to have to check this for the next show, but there is a a resource in the bones of Arcanics called Lilium, okay? And we find out that's where the um, commands get their power from. They want Arcanics to then harvest Lilium from the bones of them. That's why they kill them. They purchase them or capture them and then kill them. And then they harvest Lilium. And, and the Lilium is the source of the commands of power. So they're essentially just humans that are getting this power essentially from the Arcanics as well. So that was also another, you know, kind of really kind of get, it's kind of deep, interesting uh, part of all this. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we are. This, this ends also too. You can see this, there is a God in this called Ubasti and the background of this picture, which is the cover of issue four is actually the, uh, this throne to Ubasti, which when the creature comes out of Mayaki, it looks kind of familiar to this. And it's, I'm using the word throne. That's probably, uh, not, not altar altar so not a throne but this is like an altar to obasti and obasti and this creature 
that is in Mayaka have odd similarities as well. So, you know, we kind of, we kind of end with her and in this issue. We end with her on the run again, and she's gone to this altar of Abasti to kind of meditate and kind of see what she needs to do next. And, and then we're just kind of seeing, she's kind of got two different groups of dangerous people in miscellaneous ways coming after her. So anyway, that's where we are at the end of this one. Well, it sounds like a great story. And, and obviously we all know the artwork is phenomenal. Yeah. It's like nothing I've seen. I mean, she's got such a distinct style and look. Um, that's how th this would probably make a great animated uh movie and i don't know if they would you know be better if it was kind of like the pixar style real computer or like a, a a japanese style but i think japanese style would probably be better with work. how yeah. yeah this is this is kind of crazy the way it is um and everybody looks cool as heck too yeah yeah, you know, yeah even, the queen, even the queen of the arcanic she's this big wolf character she looks awesome yeah. you know so I'm surprised this book doesn't get more attention. Me too. I'm telling you. And, and, you know, Marjorie's no slouch in writing. I think she wrote uh, X-Men books and I mean, she worked for Marvel for a bit. So, um, yeah, I'm just surprised it's not on more radars. Yeah, it is. It's it's it, it's already jumped up to a complete get it for for me so far. Um, I don't know if maybe that would change. I might do the switcheroo like I did on the the other uh, Wolverine book. <laughs> I'll be like, get it, get it, get it. Wait, wait. Actually, don't get this. <laughs> you know, but I, I don't see that happening. But uh, this is great. It's great stuff, and uh, you guys, you guys should definitely check it out too. And and again, obviously the trades are out, so you know you just get the trades on it. It's a, it's a great read, and it's and it, like I said, it's well done. I may be confusing as heck with what I'm explaining, but it is. <laughs> It's written so well, it's not confusing, you know, so. And, oh, I mentioned the cat for a minute. What they do at the end of every issue is the cat is sitting there talking to what I'd assume is its children. There's, like, two little cats. So, like, literally the last page of every issue is the, the cat that's the main part of the story telling the story to... It's wow, little great. two cats in a very, you know, cliff note kind of synopsis right. version. You know, it, it covers the whole page. It's the very the last page. It's one picture, but it's got like 13 bubbles down to him wow. kind of describing everything that happened in the issue you just read. So if it is confusing at all, it kind of wraps it up in a nice little ball. That's genius. That's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah. So many times I get to the end, I'm like, oh, what did I read? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And that's, that's she's like saying, there you go. Yeah. yeah, that's very well said, Mike, because that's especially after episode three. I mean, man, I keep saying episode. Sorry. Um, especially after issue three there, I still I was like, hmm, scratch my head like a couple about a couple things. Mm -hmm. But the synopsis, reading it, the cat explaining it. Yeah. Made me it kind of wrapped it all to where I didn't have any questions anymore. That's it was great. perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Because it looks complex and it could be. Uh a little bit overwhelming almost like wow do i really want to dive into this and and it's going to take a lot of effort to understand it so that's that's a relief yeah it's helpful yeah that's definitely. one reason i have you know because i i've been getting it monthly and i'm like man i, I just do I, am i ready to dive into this so yeah i think you should well as soon as i'm done with my trade which i think is the first six issues i hand it off to you if you want to check it out you know yeah yeah because i'm not taking care of it either <laughs> 
it's going from my living room to my bedroom stuff. So as I'm either laying down or sitting down reading it, it's it's getting it's getting some yeah. It's, it's getting not a good grade. It's not a good grade. <laughs> All right, Michael, what'd you read? <laughs> um, I read Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> oh, you did what for school? Yeah, for school, actually, to be serious, there was actually a class that the entire thing was nothing but Alice in Wonderland and all the adaptations. So it was like, wow. There's a couple of comics that were like fan comics based around Alice in Wonderland, just pretty sign up. It's like, it was pretty interesting, like how people take a story that we know and then twisting it or changing or adding in more information to it. I forget what some of the comics were called to a teeth of the name, but yeah, there was, that's what I've read. That some were bad and some were good. <laughs> that is interesting. I'm going to add on to that because they actually made a game, uh, a tabletop game called, it's called Wonderland and it's based on awesome Wonderland, as you can imagine. Uh, it seems like the focal point of it is Cheshire Cat, but man, it's getting rave reviews. So I'm like looking at it. I'm like, I don't want this game, but everybody's Wait, loving is it. Wait, is it a big purple box? Yeah. It's, just, yeah. It's, my professor was raving about that, where they wish they actually bought that years yeah, ago. Yeah, everybody says it's so great. Right now, and he's just like beating himself up over it. I'm gonna end up having it. I know. I'm gonna. I'm, gonna <laughs> peer, I'm getting peer pressured everywhere. My magazines, my YouTube channel, everybody I follow is talking it up about how great it is. I'm like, man, I'd be an idiot not to buy this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So again, to wrap it up, monstrous. Get it. Two moons. Get the first five, six to ten. Get it. Um, little monsters get the trade, and Alice in Wonderland get some of them. You see, and I pass on others. Yeah, yeah pretty much. All right, are you are you ready now, Pat? Yes. All right, here we go. Awesome. All right. We uh, we had touched on Mandomania a couple of weeks. So we mentioned it was like a weekly thing. I told yeah. you it was on Wednesdays and why they didn't start when the when the Mandalorian started being released in season three. I don't know. Well, they did. They started it when episode one came out and they started on Tuesdays. It's revealed every Tuesday. We're going to do ah. a little bit of backtracking here. Some of these may have been in the first couple weeks uh some of them are later releases so this is general giant paz vizsla mini bust that's awesome yeah retail 150 bucks general oh my giant, god yeah general giant's busts general giant's bust man of just they're so expensive that's how much statues used to be exactly how much how tall is that you know uh they're you know if you think about do you have any of the star wars general giant busts no uh -uh. they're they're slightly bigger scale than like the standard uh bowen mini bus uh, okay um but that still, still seems steep though yeah yeah and he's a big figure but still you know it's yeah 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 i i it's awesome out, though yeah i checked out of the uh general just mini bus a long time ago i was thinking i was gonna say man i'm definitely gonna get that but yeah not at that price yeah <clears throat> well this is a little more affordable a 
Mandalorian N1 micro fighter. I, I always like these. I, I I know Valor had picked a few up in uh, maybe I found a couple on clearance here or there, but I think uh, for what the price point is, this is a pretty neat little neat little series. These little micro fighters. Oh, yeah. Those are cool. You know, I'm not actually a big fan of the micro fighters, but I like this one. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do they all have kind of an action thing to them too? It looks like that one shoots the green discs. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of times more recent Lego stuff has been going to that where they have like a shooting feature that shoots out pieces. Yeah, like a playability. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might grab that one though. Okay. Yeah. Uh I think this is newer. This was the re the reveals this week. We have a Pike Soldier from the Book of Boba Fett. This awesome. is Star Wars Black six six inch. They did, they didn't show any um, boxed uh, promos for this. Just the uh, you know the uh, out of the box. So I'm not sure why. Uh, but it, that, the the only reason I'm saying that is because sometimes it gets confusing whether it's three and three quarter versus six inches. Wow. This is this is a Star Wars Black six, six inch figure. Okay. Um, uh, but also from the book of Boba Fett, they showed from the vintage collection, Cad Bane. Yeah, I almost grabbed this off the shelf. <clears throat> I just, I didn't pull the trigger though. I'm, I'm trying to stick with just Mandos. There's so yeah. many now. Right. And I don't mean just obviously Din Djarin. I mean, just like there's so many Mandos now in general. Yes. I got to cut it off somewhere. Man, I'd love to have every bounty hunter though. And this, if I was going to stream, you know, stem away from sticking to that, it would definitely start here. Cad Bane's probably my, in my top five bounty hunters. He's awesome. You know? Yeah. He was so great in Clone Wars. I mean, yeah, anybody thinks they know anything about Cad Bane from Book of Boba Fett, you have no idea how awesome he is. Check out the Clone Wars. He's so great. So, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then they revealed this four pack of Tuscan Raiders. Yes, damn it. This is vintage three and three quarter inch series. Um, there they are. That's the box, and there they are out of the box. So, a lot of different looks. How much is it? Uh, 55 yeah. retail. Sold. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's not a that's not a Mando, though. I, you know. Man, this it looks so cool too. And yeah, I'd love to have all of them. And this this seems like all the ones you showed us before, right? Uh so previously I, I had showed a black series in a vintage. I can't remember if any of these duplicate. At least one of them potentially could. Because there was, a, there was a, you... sorry. sorry. Yeah, there was a there was a three and three quarter inch vintage uh Tuscan Raider previously. So I it's possible that one's duplicated here, but maybe not. And then again, the six inch black series, it's potentially he is showing up in this pack, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on that either. What I was also thinking too, imagine if you buy this, there's like this limitless, limitless amount of uh, mix and match. You could like make your, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but they look cool. I love them. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on. Uh, well, no, we're not going to move on from Star Wars. There was one more thing. Where did it go? They announced the Star Wars Black Luke and Grogu two pack. Um, huh. You know, it, they're 
it is 45 bucks which to me seems a little outrageous because you know you're getting you know the, the 20 if you want to say 25 dollar six inch figure uh where's the rest of the money go because grogu is just practically an accessory he's so tiny you're getting a you know a little probe and some uh like a little base to you can action scene grogu on but and a little backpack but i mean 45 seems even in these days seems questionable do you have these out of the box do you have a picture of this one out of the box no i thought i did but it doesn't look like it no yeah. yeah, I like your the way uh, Grogu's an accessory. Yeah, that's exactly the size of him. Yeah, it yeah. just this just feels awkward to me is having Luke and then Grogu to get like that. For I I don't know, but if, if it's actually I don't know how to form my words. It just well, is there something see, I'm missing? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. You, didn't, yeah. you didn't see the book of Boba Fett, right? Correct. I did not. Luke and Grogu spend a substantial amount of time together. Okay then. All right. Yeah. Now that yeah. I have that context, this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that. that yeah. If, if you're late to the party, Michael, the book of Boba Fett wasn't entirely about Boba Fett. It was. Never mind. Late to the party. I missed the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the party's not over. You're just late. The party's not over. Yeah. Thank God. Okay. Many yeah. many of the chapters were not dedicated in the book to Boba Fett. Let's just say <laughs> right. that. Much to the uh, chagrin of Boba Fett lovers. <laughs> So anyway, it makes sense. Basically, we're saying, Michael, it makes sense. It's it just, sense, uh, yeah. it needs to be cheaper. It needs to be cheaper. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I think that's the part that was also messing with my head. Why I couldn't like imagine this. Like, I, I could, what was, what was the price you said? You said 45? Yeah, yeah. 45 retail. I was like, I could stretch it. I could see 40, maybe yeah. 38. <laughs> yeah, You're going to be really confused when you see Mando or, or uh, Grogu in some Mandalorian armor, uh, Michael. <laughs> You know, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, we had we had some NECA infer, uh, news coming out. They in their Universal Monsters, they showed new pictures for the creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, continuing you know more of their awesomeness on this line. There's some shots with some backgrounds. You just uh... wow. He looks wow. great. <laughs> they all look great. Yeah. I don't well, have any of them. <laughs> you want me to ruin it for you? Yes. Go ahead. And go back to the first uh, picture. He looks like he has too much lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's kind of how that costume yeah. was, I think, wasn't it? Wasn't it lips very red in the movie, weren't they? It was black and white. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but so, there in the, the other pictures, they look great. I think the toned down red. Yeah. A little bit better, but yeah, uh, yeah. might be the background at first. So that looks fantastic. Yeah, they, that's they're, really good. And and as usual, NECA releases a color version and a black and white mm -hmm. version. You know. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Now, was any of I don't know if we've ever. Uh, I'm sure it's out there, but Predator's designs. You know, did any of it come from this? Maybe look at those hands. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I can see it, and the, even sure. the feet to some extent, very predator-like. Yeah. yeah. You know, if the uh, black and white, um, act. Would you have a picture of the black and white action figure? No, they didn't. I don't think they showed the black and white one. Uh, for some reason, one. they don't. Yeah, for some reason, they don't release at the same time. Just adjust your monitor. Yeah, just toss in the Photoshop and just get rid of the color. Yeah. <laughs> There's your black and white. 
They look awesome. If you were going to buy action figures, Mike, would this set be your first choice, probably? Um, it would be up there, yeah. Yeah, cause, and I would probably go with the black and white versions of them because uh, just that's what my eyes are used to seeing on the screen. Yeah, I'm so torn, Mike. I, I've been in the store and looked at the Frankenstein side by side, and I'm like, the traditionalist wants to get the black and white, but the color version does look good. It's good. It does. <laughs> yeah. I just want to put this up real quick. Uh, Kirk commented, who's taking anything out of the box? I'm assuming when we were talking about that, you know, where you didn't have the out of the box pictures, but Kirk, man, that's the thing. Now you have to, uh, to even see what your figures like, you got to take it out of the box mm -hmm. since uh, there's uh, no more, or they're trying to, it seems like get rid of the, bubble completely right we'll get to that does uh, tyler tyler takes most of his out right oh yeah yeah his all yeah. his are all displayed they look awesome yeah he's in it more for the the having it than the collectability of it you know it's he's putting together a nice collection but he wants to uh you know display it as, as opposed yeah. to collect it yeah yep yep yeah a lot of times currently there's a question of not not only could your figure not be intact and be broken right out of the box, but you might not even have the right figure in the box with this current packaging. So, oh, that's oh yeah, yeah. They could be what bricks in there. Yeah, yeah wow. exactly. That's a it's happening. It is happening. It's out there. People are doing that. So it was bad enough before there was figure swappers. Now that there's no bubble to see through, it's even worse. Um, wow. wow. But we'll talk about it because uh, what I tease, we're going to talk about the bubble issue. You know, the whole reason behind this was plastic-free packaging. Hasbro was committed to eliminating plastic plastic from their packaging. And the, but then we had the remember those Spider-Man figures a couple weeks ago that we talked about, yeah. um, where the sort of the classic animated figures were mixing with more modern figures uh, in the bubble, the plastic bubble packaging. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of, uh, you know, or maybe they're rethinking their stance because the collectors don't like it and there's problems behind it, breakage that nobody knows about. Well, this is this is an odd situation because they and I I 100 percent have to believe this is because of the delay in across the Spider-Verse. But without any warning, without any reveals from Hasbro these figures started showing up available through Amazon and at retail. So we have the Marvel legends across the spider verse part one, Marvel legends started showing up these last two weeks. Um, the, the designs are, you know, from the animation. So that's, you, that's why you're going to see some odd things here. Um, but they are branded as Marvel legends and they're in the plastic blister bubble. So, who knows what's going on with Hasbro? I don't like uh, that one at all. I no, like them. I don't. I'm not a fan. I don't like them. And I, yeah. I like the, I like the uh, Spider Verse stuff, but yeah, he's too much of a triangle. Yeah, his torso's like. I mean, his uh, waist is way too small for his torso. He, he's he looks very much like a Bruce Tim animated series yeah. dc animated series figure i that was my first impression here he is out of the box i mean apparently this is what he's gonna look like in the movie but who knows he skipped um, leg day <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
That's all. All the Bruce Tim verse figures are like that. Huge, huge <laughs> upper body, spindly legs. legs. Yep. Um, this is one of my more favorites out of the, uh, so far that I've seen of these. Um, and I'm not a big 2099 fan either, but I, I kind of like this one. Uh, well, because you're a Bruce Tim fan, that's what's kind of maybe, weird. maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the case. There's Miles. Um, I mean. He looks fine. Yeah. Uh, here he is out of the packaging. You can get a little better look at his unmasked face. He looks good. A lot of texture on the outfit. Yeah, that looks good. And that's now I'm now I'm doubly confused. And, and on to be completely honest, I've never read any Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Is Spider Man twenty ninety nine like big? Um, I think that he's been some... be the same size as like regular Spider Man everywhere I've ever seen him. Yeah, he's. I think he's generally looks just kind of like Spider Man, a, a Spider Man. But I, I have seen him like. I think in that more you know muscular physique, but they're yeah, obviously they you know with the, all the Spider Verse, with all these you know Spider Man animated from Sony, they're taking liberties and redesigning mm -hmm. a lot of the characters. So ah, okay. So yeah. so it will make sense. What we hope is once we see the in the Spider Verse two that. The difference between Spider-Man 299 and Miles in the movie will be the same as these figures. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll accept that. <laughs> uh, Peter B. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> sweatpants. What the heck? I love the sweatpants part of the storyline. That looks silly. Oh <laughs> That's <God>. just ridiculous. <laughs> The thing that confuses me the most about this is is why they didn't why they didn't do the webbing on the costume in black. Yeah, they were concentrating too much on those sweats. <laughs> like an April Fool's joke. Like someone at the factory is like, you know what? I'm gonna put a Spider-Man in these sweats. In. That looks like somebody made that in their in their you know in their playroom. It's like ah. Oh. I got these two broken figures. Let me glue them together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's a piece of advice that has. Oh, Michael, you're, you're, you're muted. muted. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was saying it's like a mix and match. You just, just took the words out of my mouth. Right. Like, right, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a piece of advice to them is they shouldn't have released this. Maybe something in the movie will make this figure adore, you know, like I'm sure something yeah. that'll make us like this possibly. But without seeing the movie, this is something they should have saved until after the movie was out and people could appreciate it to show it. Otherwise, yeah. it's ridiculous. I'm buying 10 pieces. I'm buying 10 of these. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, because people are sleeping on it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. Then we've got, they're, they're calling her Spider Gwen. I mean. Oh. Nice. That looks awesome. Yeah, she looks no no issues there. She looks fine. So. Yeah. The head sculpts are definitely good. Uh, this possible spoiler because I don't think we've seen her, and uh, a lot of people were calling her Spider Woman outright, but and I have her labeled as thus. But then I looked at her packaging this morning, and she's straight out just Jessica Drew. Okay. Yeah, I don't like the character design. I mean, I didn't pay much attention. In the, in Is this how she looked in comics too? It has elements of one of her more recent costumes, but oh, okay. not not. I mean, I'd say eighty percent 
or 70 percent maybe to what that was um there she is i think her, her head sculpt is cool the yeah, way they did her glasses is really neat too and that's that's a lot of nice sculpt work on that hair too that's yeah, pretty yeah. crazy i'm just not a fan of that that costume at all i like yeah her older costume well i'm not because i've never seen it before right now so <laughs> yeah i mean this this is spider-verse design here right. gotcha. yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I appreciate that aspect of it yeah uh then we have spider punk spider punk uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, All right, what I say about head sculpts, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This it's one's weird. on an acid trip. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the. They spent a lot of money on the paint apps for that guitar, though. Yeah, I love the design, uh, the spider punk design. I mean, I think they're they're spidering everything. We've got a dinosaur and everything, um, but uh, yeah, I think the design of, of spider punk's cool, and I, I like this one. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Very lanky too. That's the other thing. Yeah, he looks like a skeleton. He essentially. Is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's eat a sandwich. I like everything but the eyes. And I know they're going for the punk aesthetic look, but that it just you know, I mean looks terrible in the package. There, I actually I actually like that. Well, I think he's I think you're the benefit of his head's being turned head there purple. a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely looks like they're asymmetrical, you know. They are yeah. on purpose. You know, but it, I don't. I don't know if I dig it or not. I mean, I'm also, really probably to definitely look better. Oh, sorry, you were saying. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I say it definitely likely look much better in the animated movie than it does like mm -hmm. right here. Right, and, and, more, and more so, even more so on a photo. If we get like the physical product to look at, then we might change our pains on it. Yeah, yeah, ever yeah. so slightly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I'm really looking forward to this movie, so. And I love this cast of characters, so I hope uh, maybe the translation, once I love the movie, will make me like the figures better. Yeah, yeah and you know, a lot, like I said about the guitar, but he's got a ton of paint apps, period. Yeah. All the, the laces on the boots and the forearm covering and yep. just all the little details, like the studs on his jacket and everything, that's... The, the, there a lot of a, a lot of the pricing goes into paint apps on figures and mm -hmm. they really uh, i think a lot of the probably this wave was allocated to spider punk because man he's just all out there all right. it. well they saved the money on this guy we got the spot <laughs> oh, <man>. see that <laughs> okay but but check this out his accessories are cool look at this Oh, that is kind of no, cool. cool. Yeah. The figure, boy, he's kind of. <laughs> Do you know this character? Yeah. Yeah, he's. Is this how he looks in comics or something close to He doesn't have these body proportions for sure. Right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. He's just a regular looking guy, you know? His, his legs are 75% of his body. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That is regular. cool with the. Uh, I'm assuming dimension spots or whatever. And yeah. What'd you say, Michael? I said, yeah, regular looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like, I like the accessories. Uh, it's, it's too bad they couldn't put a couple more in it. I mean, 
it'd be neat if uh, the a uh, couple more characters came in you know with, with that kind of accessory in their own figure to, you yeah. know, to display with the rest of them um but uh yeah i guess they had to give you something after the the <laughs> figure itself right can you put up the miles figure again real quick yeah where is he where is he in boxer out oh. okay so i guess that head obviously the masked head matches mm -hmm. that portal spot for your oh. spot, spot on no pun intended yeah <laughs> yeah okay i see what you're yeah. saying there yeah yeah i was just curious if they care uh, about it. yeah yeah uh you know and again i apologize because some of these could be potential spoiler well they are spoilers because i hadn't previously seen them uh the toys are kind of giving some things away but uh, it is what it is but here's the here is the deluxe figure he's not or she excuse me she is not part of the the main assortment but they the, she's apparently coming too she's a deluxe figure and that is cyborg spider woman spider what what spider woman <laughs> it's like spider hulk yeah. or spider doomsday <laughs> i don't know all right now why is this one not in a bubble uh this is partly because it's a deluxe figure it's an oversized figure uh, partly, I have no idea why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and none of these are original Spider Into the Spider Verse movie originals. This is in the comics too. I don't know about. The, I'm not familiar with Cyborg Spider Woman. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I wasn't getting those Spider Verse books either. There are so many from the comic. I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't from the comic, but I'm just not familiar. Yeah, this one, another one would. This one definitely looks cooler than something like Spot, but it's another one that I'd have to really like it in the movie to appreciate this character. It's all over the place, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, lots of details on that man. Look at those boots. That's yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a different situation. You know, again, to the weeds here on pricing, but this is like a standalone figure. They when they do a wave. They take into account, you know, all the new parts, all the old parts, all the paint apps for every figure in the wave. And they kind of, it's a sliding scale to see how they can get all those figures to work with each other. Whereas this guy or this girl is a standalone figure on her own. So the, the rules sort of don't apply there. So they can do kind of whatever they want to with uh, paint apps and things and don't have to worry about the other figures in the line. But um, yeah, there's a lot going on in this one too. Uh, the 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 regular figures that I had show, shown, uh, you know, the, the typical what it what is typical now Marvel Legends retail price point twenty five. The Cyborg Spider Woman is retailing for fifty nine. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think Kirk no, had a comment about the uh, sweatpants Spider Man. I think that's what he was talking about there. It looks like one of the wizard toys that people used to send pictures of that they made from yeah. home. I was, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yep. All but right. Well, sorry, well, sorry. No, I was going to say, we'll leave you with the uh, sweatpants and uh, that's yeah. it for the <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, the only thing I was going to say is that I think it's interesting with the cyborg, spider woman, whatever, that one is 
proportioned, quote unquote, normal, while all the rest of them seem to have really odd proportions. So it seems like, how's that going to be in the, you know, it's again, wait to see the movie, I guess. Yeah. To fall in love with these uh, action figures. So we'll see. Yep. Oh, so let me give you this real quick. Um, you said that's it for the horizon, Pat? That's it. Yep. All right, cool. <laughs> that's a tough gig you know I'm, I'm 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 appreciating karen even more uh because of how that if you don't let it play out completely and then you restart it again you actually started at the end that's got to be a way to do that differently i don't know what it is though but anyway so all right so what everyone's been waiting for, all the viewers, I'm sure at least 75% of the millions of viewers we have here with us today have, have only come for one reason and one reason only, and that's to appreciate what Michael has to say today, right? That's where we are on this? Yep. Yeah, yep. Michael, I, I can't apologize enough. I, I think I actually promised... I, I guess maybe I should isolate to mock myself because I've done it to other people in the past. But I promised the next time you'd be on the show, I'd have an entry for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's I, all it's all it's all good. I fail. Apology accepted either way. But no, you you good. All right, thanks, man. So, all right. So, what's going on with Pokemon? All right. So starting off, we don't know the last time that I was here on the show that the new Scarlet and Violet games are coming out on the Switch. Uh -huh. And then like, the World Championships happened. So, but between then and there, there wasn't, there hasn't really been anything, which is another reason why I haven't been on, on the show for some time, let alone me actually being away for college. But uh -huh. what's going on with Pokemon is now, actually two days ago, as of this, uh, uh, this uh, podcast, the Scarlet and Violet TCG set is uh, out. It's out and available for purchase. And let's see, let me get that going. Just had it. Can you here. put that up? Yeah, just doing that. I uh, let my there kids know that the Pokemon section was on. Oh, okay. Here we <laughs> hey, can go. I ask real quick, Mike, before you get into it. Yep. Did you make it to the, uh, the championships? Did you say you were going, right? No, I I was originally going to go. Things plans changed, and I wasn't able to go to London. But I I still enjoyed. I watched from home and everything. Oh, okay. And it was it was a blast to see what was going on. I was mostly hanging out with my buddies, and we we're just talking and playing games while the actual main event was happening. Are is that some? You said that happens every year, right? Yes, every year. Is it kind of like the Olympics, where it was in England last year, but it might be in like Detroit this year or something like that? Yes, and actually, this year is going to be for the first time ever in Yokohama, Japan. Throughout the oh. past decades, that Pokemon competitive play has been around, like for the World Championship, has never been in its home country until oh, this wow. year. That should be the first place. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes, but to get a broader audience who's for the whole world easier access, it was just over uh, here in the US and then later on they started to branch out to get to other locations. And actually it was originally supposed to be a speculation and but the for the event of Yokohama, if you really date it back, 
this should have been during the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, but because COVID happened, things got pushed back. So they weren't going to change the venues. So now we're having the event there this year. How many have they had so far altogether? Uh, The first World Championships was back in 2004. Okay. 2003. Actually, yeah, 2003. So, yeah, actually exactly 20. There have been 20 minus the two. So 18 World Championships. All right, cool. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you with these tough questions. Continue. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. So we got the new Scarlet and Violet TCG. It just dropped recently. It's phenomenal. And going in, we're going to have some major design changes. Some of you may or may not have noticed if you haven't opened any product. We are gone with the yellow borders that we've known for these cards mm. for deck for the past decades. And so we're now matching up with silver border cards, which is kind Last of with the- <laughs> Yeah, they're in line with the uh, Japanese prints that are ah. that have currently been existing for some time. Okay. And I thought I'd just show this off. Like, so this is what it looks like. It's really nice. I've gotten my hands on a few cards myself. I'm waiting yeah, for more to cool. arrive. Yeah. Holy power creep on that right there. Jeez. Talk about power creep. Look at this. Oh look, man. Look at this. <laughs> this Arcanine is from 2006, and now we have Arcanine EX today two like look at that look at that health but also just like again silver border and we're going back to old styles of like Pokemon more than evolving. double health more than double attack oh geez so this makes the old cards useless just collectibles now right you can't play with them well yeah definitely like, <laughs> unless that's you, always unless the case you just want to have place. old card decks yeah i got you yeah mm-hmm. that looks really cool though i love it arcanine's always been one of my favorite he's awesome yeah, and this is one of the cards that shows an example to uh, reference the video game. So in the Scarlet and Violet, they have what's called the terrestrial, the terrestrial mechanic, where a Pokemon can just get a power boost by wearing a little chandelier hat. Well, you mentioned that in the last time you were here, yeah? Yeah, yeah it is. It's like recapping about it. So this is what the one of the cards look like. You can see the Arcanine actually wearing it on the, on the top of its head. And then they're going to be making more of these cards further on. But going in, like here's example, like here's our That's English version, then here's the Japanese one. This is one of the legendaries from the game. Okay. Uh, to the next slide. Another, there's got other changes that are done. Is you know how there's different rarities for cards? Yeah. So now they're like they're uh, they're not simplifying it. They're just they they change the way how you can identify it because normally it's just circle, diamond, star, and then uh-huh. every other rare card is just happens to be a star star this star this so it's like there's oh here's a full art here's a gold here's a rainbow it's like well which so they made this chart they changed the rarity system to better for players and new collectible collectors to understand what value they're really getting like how rare this card really is okay that's pretty cool okay yeah it's like a nice little help uh another yeah. change is that they're doing away with the, the hold on a second i got a question logos. I get a question. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're you've got the English version and the Japanese version here. Is the English only adapting the little, or you know, or uh, changing to the uh, little 
double star system, but the Japanese are still going to stay with the lettering system, or why those? Yes, two it, it is. I don't know why I brought that brought that up to like emphasize it, but yes, instead okay. of us using the lettering system that they have for double, like here's RR for double rare, we're right. just going with double star. Kind of like we're still keeping the same stuff that we normally have on the cards. Gotcha. But we're we're starting to match up with what the Japanese prints are doing. Gotcha. Can I enter? Cora had a question. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for like the changes in health and stuff, what if you only play with the old cards? Would you still be able to play the game? Yes, you can still play the game. The difference about it is if you're going to like say a big, like for a tournament, for mm -hmm. official play and all that, then you would have to use the more recent cards. Cause though that's what the, that's what Pokemon has brought out to us to play with. Got it. But if you're just having casual fun, just have fun. Man. Yeah. You just want to make sure you're matched up against someone that's about uh, in the same generation of cards that you're using, especially because that power creep we're talking about, it's... It's nuts. It's yeah, really it'd be impossible nuts. for you to win if somebody has newer cards, even if you're just doing it casual. You know? mm -hmm. so, so these should be in big demand, the Scarlet and Violet stuff. If, if this, I mean, this is the first set that's changing... The, the 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 play the competition yeah quite a bit this is going to be the scarlet violet the base set it's a mm -hmm. lot of cool cards i didn't get images for them but you can find them on pokemon's website or through other outlets to look at the images mm -hmm. the cards are phenomenal and for the past couple of months with the recent sets you might maybe some of you at home have been getting pokemon cards and you see these uh artwork rares they're continuing on with that trend where there's going to be so many alters. Rainbow rares are gone. They're no longer around. And they're replaced with these alternate artworks. All right. So I need to get a box of this. Got it. Mm -hmm. What's next? I, I would say so. So <laughs> next. Would you be... said you got a box. Is, that, is this the set you said you got a box for? You said you I got, got six boxes and they're coming in the mail. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this is going to be a big set, the important set to get personally for play and collectability. There's a lot of cool stuff in the set. Well, there you go, Mike. Yep. Um, this right here, local tournament play, as I mentioned, I alluded earlier, this is actually returning back. So, you know, there's the world championship and there's regionals and then international championships. Like those are the big scale events. But yeah. for anyone who just wants to go to their local game store, and play and do an actual like competitive feel or uh, events such as that, but not have to like travel all the way out somewhere else in the, in the country to go to these things. These are going to start to uh, pop back up. They start what uh, the fourteenth of April. So that's gonna that's gonna be neat. And for the for the TCG players, and if you enjoy the Scarlet Violet video game. That's going to be a part of it as well. You just got to find your local game stores who can host it or will be hosting it. How is it competitive with the video games? Because aren't you just on your own separate journey? How do you compete in that? Oh, can you oh, actually connect yeah. and fight your Pokemon to each other in the video yes. games? Oh, okay. Yes, you can. So how that works, like you make your team and then you go into a two like a doubles battle where you send out two Pokemon at the same time. Your opponent sends out two of their Pokemon at the same time. And then you just compete with uh with each other's but it's like in certain situations the best of three interesting that sounds like a lot of fun mm -hmm. so 
um, has Pokemon Go and uh, video game have they kind of crossed? You can, you know, you know. I I think I heard last time I was paying any kind of attention with Pokemon Go that they were going to try to cross-platform video games and Pokemon Go together or something, so you could collect Pokemon in one and have them in the other or something like that. No, no. Yeah, they actually did recently. There's the crossover where you can get what's the Pokemon called? Gimme Ghoul. Uh-huh. It's one of the one of the Gen Nine Pokemon, and it has like a little coin. It's a little gremlin-looking creatures of some sort. It's gray, but um, in the video game, there's the chest form where it's just in a, like an actual treasure chest. But then in Pokemon Go, it's uh, in a standard form where it's not in a treasure chest, and you can only get that version or that variant from Pokemon Go. Oh and then wow! You can transfer it over into Scarlet Violet. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Another thing that they did is that in Pokemon Go is that they have uh, postcards, that, that feature where you can get postcards from different locations or uh-huh. areas of the world. Uh-huh. You can transfer postcards into your game and that will unlock uh, a special pattern for a sp- specific Pokemon called Vivalon, ah. which is like a little butterfly looking Pokemon. Geniuses, geniuses. So you don't have to be exactly all the way in Europe to get the European breed of this uh, Pokemon. Right. Very cool. Okay. So this tournament play, this is how, if you, if you wanted to be a part, uh, you if you actually wanted to participate in the championships in the future, you got to start here, essentially, right? Yes, you definitely do. Because uh, there's, a, there's a qualification you have to meet. There's a certain amount of points that you have to earn wins, per, let's say that. You have to have enough victories. And that will qualify you to enter the world championships, or let me say enter, be invited. <laughs> well, there you go, Cora, Valor, and Tyler. You can all fight Michael in the championships if you make it through <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you strive for that, Michael? Is this like, would you love to be actually participate in the championships? I would. I, I I've only made it to as far as uh, regionals before. Okay. There's, so like the World Championships is the only one where it's you are barred from entering unless you have enough points, or as some of us nerds say, you don't have enough gym badges to enter this league. <laughs> that kind of that kind of thing. So, but with every other event, you can just walk in fresh, brand new to the game, and you can enter these events. Mm. The, on, the only gatekeeping is your skill to play in the event, not your uh, not your Which record. Makes it cool when uh, you can make nice. it, though. So, you know, it's all good, right? Yeah. Yeah, there are some other uh, stories of brand new players who probably have only been playing for say like a month or two, both video game and the trading card game, who would go in and do very well. Maybe not always be number one at the event, but they'll probably make it to like the top eight, sixteen. Like that's a huge feat. There are yeah. lo- these uh, these events are large. They're huge. It's awesome. Okay. So the the next the next thing I want to talk about, which I I think is like very important, it recently popped up in because we're talking about tournament events, is that we have some drama uh, or controversies <laughs> actually going on right now. Oh jeez. I I find it like really important to I'm I'm gonna put on the cliff notes, but the there's there's two events that happened. And this is like kind of deplorable in how it played out for in both of the events. But I think it's just important to know that this happened and acknowledge it. So uh, two weeks ago was actually the Vancouver 
international championships. And there was an interaction between a group of players and a judge. And one judge was asking about, okay, how do we become inclusive of the LGBTQ community? And so I was like, okay, it's positive. And I'm starting the story. It's like, that sounds positive, right? It gets bad. Where the judge, after asking these questions, starting off good, like good nature in a way, it started to twist to where there's, it came down to harassing the East players. One of, a few of them, I believe, were actually trans in the situation. And it, it just was an uncomfortable pr- uh, predicament that these players were in about this judge who were just berating or what they were saying. Oh, and wow. yeah, so that judge actually has a lifetime ban from judging. Where'd that take place at? Vancouver, Vancouver. Uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it, it is. And it's just like, it's never, never mind the, I can't say never mind, but the situation is more so like that, that individual person went out and harassed these players on, on their actual, um, their lifestyle or not. I can't say lifestyle. That's just rude, but they're them being of the uh, community being trans themselves. And so it was, it was like very uncomfortable. And just hearing this story is like very like. That definitely seems unusual for 2023 though. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be a part of any of the conversation of the tournament. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was out, it was outside of the event. It was like, it was, it was, it it was probably happening during the event, but it was like, not like during the middle of a game or such like that. It was probably like when they were out and about and a judge came forward and it's been, like I said, it started off as welcoming. It's like, how do we be inclusive? But then they started like derailing uh, from into a negative, into a negative uh, yeah. conversation that's just unhealthy. So you, might, you might not know the answer to this question, but just to get, even if you don't know the answer, speculate, would you say this was the tournament organizer's fault or just individuals being stupid? I would say individuals being stupid. Okay. Uh, yeah. Part of this, we also have to recognize overall is that being a judge for Pokemon is non-paid. They do not actually represent the Pokemon company uh, in any way. It's a volunteer position uh, okay. to be a judge. So I'm a judge no myself. There. Yeah. There's probably no vetting there or anything. And then they just, they're just looking for volunteers, right? Yeah, so. the vetting is just having a background check and passing a 10-question quiz. I will not give uh. you the answers for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But then the the next controversy that happened actually last last week was at Charlotte, North Carolina regionals. Now this one is this one kind of falls in the same umbrella, but it's it's a little different. Where there is a player who was going five and zero in the whole tournament, and then they were asked by a judge their pronouns. And so nervously, what I'm understanding from the from the what's written by the players and all those who were there and account for who came forth about, especially the player who's affected by this, they nervously chuckled at the question and they said they responded like he him. Judge goes and come leaves and then comes back and makes a statement saying, Well, I use they uh they them, you don't have to be a prick about it, and goes back couple minutes later, head judge is coming back over and that player is DQ'd from the event, ripped from the tournament stage and kicked out of the event. 
the worst the worst part about all of this is that this isn't even a matter of the of a person who is identifies within the uh, LGBTQ community or how they use their pronouns. They felt offended about it. It was felt like a personal attack. It was the use of their status or how they felt. It's like the, they're a position of power. They are a judge. And instead of maybe educating the player to say, hey, your uh, response was not favorable, whether or not this player meant harm or not in the way they responded, they gave them the ban hammer. Like they just immediately just kicked them out with no de-escalation or any ways of just saying educating a player so that way this doesn't happen again, just for knowledge sake. The worst part about it is all, now that I said this uh, story, the player in question is 17 years old and is only with their friends. Their family's not with them because they're just traveling. They're, he's just traveling with a, a team that he was with, some friends that go to this event. This is actually like heart-wrenching, honestly, for a teenager such as yeah. probably like maybe just, I mean, like I said, it's nerves. He's going so well. And even more so, this was on a live stream. This wow. happened during the uh, live stream uh, tournament play. Sounds like maybe they're falling out of focus from what it's all about. It's just about playing Pokemon. Playing Pokemon, yeah. Yes, it is. So like, yeah. Pokemon's big on being inclusive of all of its players, regardless about it. But then there are those who, I, and I can't speak to it. I wasn't there, but I can only say in retrospect of reading these little news clips is that this definitely, there was no tact in how any of this was handled. Uh -huh. There was no tact and understanding from trying to like just figure out the situation and then just moving on. Instead, yeah. somebody felt offended. It becomes a big drama thing, like you're saying. Yeah. It becomes a big drama thing. And it's like, and we, and I understand, and I understand, and I agree that the judge maybe felt uncomfortable about that being. The, the whole laughing bit, but also you have to understand that this would be a teenager who's on a big stage fighting against a well-known player that I forgot to mention about. This is a well-known player who's probably better than them. I can't say that, but it's like really good. So nerves are going to be high and you might just <laughs> see a little chuckle here there. And then, but it's like the, the, yeah, the adults in the room did not play this out right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the judges are only they should only be judging the play. Pokemon. Yeah, right. Judge the play. Don't yeah. judge how people are. I mean, obviously, if someone's being aggressive and 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 you know stuff like that, but it's it's just it's a comment or a non-comment or whatever. There's no there's no reason for any of it. Just judge the play, and and I don't know. It it seems to be yeah, right uh, overcomplicating things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beyond. Pretty much that is pretty much to that because like I've been to an event before and I've seen like grown men older than them actually just get a hissy like actually get mad or angry or yelling of some sorts, but they don't get kicked out. Granted, this was like years ago too, so the environment was different compared to what it is now. But the same token, regardless, it's just that the you got to have a little tack and mindfulness about the situation and how to use this as a teaching moment to again, correct an error done by a player, whether it is intentional or not to correct an error and say, Hey, here's a warning. Make sure that you don't do this. We're going to continue play. 
enjoy the rest of your tournament. Yeah. But no, it's like this player was kicked out. Just this is this is just that's traumatizing. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Do you have any? You have more lighthearted stuff here to talk about? I do. Okay, I want to. I, I do. I don't want to end it on there, but I just. I just felt it necessary. I do, it was on my mind. Events. Got it. Fair yeah, enough. It was on my mind. I thought like this would be important to talk about. Okay. So the next thing is speaking of tournaments, as we know, Ash Ketchum, our our star child, has finally won, became a champion, and there, and he's retiring. I had he's, heard that. I had heard he, that. Yeah. He is no longer going to be, at least for now, as far as we know, no longer going to be the face or showing up in the animated series. And replacing this story or his story is the new Pokemon Horizons, which will be releasing this year. I do not have a date of when it will be coming out, but it is coming. This is a new Pokemon animated series. Yes, with brand new cast of characters and the likes. None of the old familiars will be in it? Not to my knowledge. Oh, At wow. this point, it's brand new cast. Ash is retiring and so are all his buddies. Yes, as they should be. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> it's been, they've been going for 26, what, 26 years since like right, right. the yeah. anime started. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long run. So I was just yeah. like, hey, gotta, gotta, gotta end. And it's like it's it's great. They ended on a high note too. You gotta remember that he won. He became a champion. What else is there to do after you become the champion? You're, it's right. done. <laughs> There's no other storytelling. Well, like you said, watch they'll bring him back as a coach in the future. Or some professor. Maybe ca a cameo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, cool. Okay. So our it's actually gonna be two protagonists. Here's Liko and Roy. Don't have many much. I don't have much else information about them, but these are the main characters that we will be following along the Horizon story. Okay. And then right here, we got ourselves a promotional poster. Even though Ash is gone, you can't discount. Pikachu and Charizard are still there. <laughs> right, right. Not the, same, not the same duo, but they exist. Yeah. Well, obviously there's many Pikachus. Yeah, there's plenty. Who's the antagonist so, yeah. in the back there? I don't know. I didn't get their names. I didn't. I couldn't find that information yet. We've only. I'm pretty certain it's out there. I just didn't find it in the uh, information that I could find. Gotcha. But we're gonna be following the whole Scarlet Violet. And uh, you asked me about Pokemon uh, Go earlier. Here's another thing that's happening: is that uh, remote raid passes are increasing in their coin prices. Uh huh. Yeah, which is kind of a, a kind of annoying because this is a a great way for people who are like say in a rural area who doesn't have a lot of uh, gyms near them to go to these events or can't be going out walking anymore. Right. But Niantic is mainly doing that because like people are taking advantage of it. They nerf so the prices or what the rewards are. They've increased the uh, the rewards you get if you are in their visit uh, if you're at the area personally but if you're further away then you're not going to get as much as the people who are actually at that gym doing the raid right how much is the price increased you know what what were they and what are they now uh let me go look i do have that uh information yeah not that one and for anybody who doesn't know if you want to raid a gym you have to for a while well at the beginning you had to actually physically be there 
And then they came up with the remote raids to where you could participate in a raid without actually being there. So then now what Michael's telling us is that they increased the price of those remote raids. To And, and I think that the, the last time I played it, they didn't have what you said too, which I think is a good idea that the rewards are actually higher for the people that are physically there rather than, you know, the... And, and I was actually in a few raids in like Australia and stuff. There's like no limit as to how far you can be from it too, right, Mike? Michael? Yeah, there wasn't... A, as long as you get invited by somebody, yeah. you can just go to one of those raids. Yeah, so you'd get on Reddit and and try to catch up with somebody from Australia to invite you there we go. to be in an Australia raid. <laughs> It was awesome. Okay. Of course, I, the, different countries have different champs or different uh, big Pokemon, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's see. So I just found it. Uh, this information doesn't have the current price, but it tells me what it's being raised to. So if you were to buy a single remote raid pass, uh -huh. it will increase to uh, 195 Pokecoins. How much would, is that? Is that basically a penny per Pokecoin? I would guess so. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't touch Pokemon Go too often as much of a Pokemon nerd as I am myself. I think I what I what I recall is I think the passes were a buck a piece. Equivalently a buck a piece, to a buck a piece back when I was playing. Okay, so, so then we can just uh, translate this to like a dot. So originally it would be like a dollar, like you said, a penny per point. Yeah. And so now it's a dollar ninety-five. Yeah. And they, of course, you have your little bundles. You buy multiples, get a discount yeah. rate. Um, other, there are other changes you can you can find to find out more information. It starts on April sixth is when they're gonna implement this. Okay, so anybody listening, if you want to correct us, we're not saying the numbers <laughs> we're saying are accurate. We're just confirming that the prices have in fact gone up. Got it, Mark. Did you have a question? Is that why you're hanging out now? Oh, I have this. Pack, I <laughs> now he's got that pack he wanted to open it uh, before. Oh, the, let's go. Let's over. let's do that. <laughs> okay. Is this is this your oh. last uh, this your last uh, illustration? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the last. This is the last oh. one. All right. We want to take so those down so then we can make uh, Mark big on the screen so you can see his cards he shows better. Yep. All right. Here we so go. We got, uh, this is what he's opening. New Scarlet and Violet. Nice. So this is a brand new set that, that, that Michael was just talking about. Right? right. Oh, and another thing I completely forgot to mention. So every rare is at least hollow. And you will get two okay. reverse hollows and eat every pack. Uh, oh. The illustration rares that I mentioned about earlier in the talk, uh -huh. they have the likelihood of arriving in one of those reverse hollow slots just like the previous sets where you can get the illustration rares in a reverse hollow spot okay right. he was having some difficulty opening we're rooting for you mark all right uh we'll, we'll just we'll just start at the top uh, yeah we'll just start at the top right, hold it up yeah get up closer okay. there yeah uh, so it's uh crushing hammer trainer I'm on a uh, I never put those in my deck. So I, yeah, I don't know those. Next up. That's <laughs> well, a good card. You should start. That, that okay. card's annoying. <laughs> Starly. The green's All not right. going to show up. No, we got the green Starly. screen going on. Yeah. That's not going to be good for the next. Not good for the next. Oh. Uh, Flittle. 
Flittle. All right. Mm -hmm. Oh, shroomish, all green. <laughs> <laughs> Here, hold on. Let me get that over there. The special oh. see-through cards you get from <laughs> yes. your deck. Right. Okay. All right. Next up is Espathra. I'm terrible mm. at these names. Yeah, you got it. That one involves from Flittle. Nice. Oh, nice. And Arvin, another trainer. Oh, I'm putting it right over your face, Mark. Yep. All right. We're getting to the bottom here. Uh, Cacturn, another green one. More Look this green. one up on the internet if you want to know what it really looks like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mark's saying, ooh. Oh, here we go. Skeleton. Skeleton. Yeah. yeah. That's a foil. Can you put that one closer? Yeah. Oh, that looks cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That's a foil. Next up, oh, there's another one. Um, Clauncher. It's another foil. Nice. Was this a premium pack or just a regular booster pack? Regular booster. A regular. Oh, geez. Oh, this one's kind of cool. Uh, Professor Research, another foil. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's your rare for the pack. Yeah, Professor Research is a good card. Nice. And then basic energy. I'm frozen. Oh, nice. Love oh, the basic go. energy. Nice. Yep. And uh, here's the, yeah, the, the Patrick. Code to get a deck. Yeah. 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 You want these, Patrick? For Valor? Because I think uh, we tried it and it was too difficult to, to figure everything out online. No. Is the, is the new one out yet? The. Oh, TCG Live? Yeah, that one's out. It's in a. It's now officially out in a uh, worldwide beta. Hmm. All right. I'll send you this code, Patrick. Okay. If Valor doesn't want it, I know Tyler would want it. He's uh, he's trying to get me to play again, too. So. <laughs> All right. Good job, kid. I'm going to go play in the film. All right. He's playing Madden. Okay. Nice. All right. Anything else, Michael? Nothing much else. Um, that just, when you open the packs, that reminds me with the new Scarlet Violet set. This is if you're interested in gameplay, now is a really good time to jump in and try to learn the game. There's free outlets to it. There's the Pokemon TCG Live application where you can just play online against other people randomly or against your friends. Uh, you can build decks. You can use those code cards that are found in the packs to unlock, not unlock, just get more cards to add to your online collection and build decks for that's pretty much i think it's just a this is a good start to come in because the past couple months has been nonsense i'm just gonna put it like that <laughs> okay <laughs> are you still uh judging and, and involved in organizing down in georgia or did since you're not up here anymore did you are you not doing that anymore no, I am. Uh, so funny enough, I found a local game store near me that was like a half mile walk actually from where I live at. And I organized and got the uh, the, uh, the location to be a league location to, for people to come in and know that this is a place to come play Pokemon. Nice. Nice. Okay. Two months afterwards, the store shut down and closed forever. Oh, oh crap. <laughs> 
So I ended up finding other locations as well. I've been hanging out there in Georgia. They're just farther away and stuff, huh? Okay. Yeah, they're further away, but not a bad drive. Like one of them's 15 minute drive from where I'm at. And then the other one's a good 30 if I wanted to drop by there and hang out. So the one that's further away from me, I can't go there solely because I would destroy everyone and I feel bad. Oh. <laughs> Most of them are kids and are brand new to the game. I would go there for the fun, but it's like if we're gonna compete, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> I don't I don't feel like doing it to him like that. Gotcha. All right. Well, awesome. Right. Thank you once again, Michael. I think uh, Kirk had a comment about uh oh, this audience. Uh Kirk had a comment, I think, about Pokemon is what I'm guessing. Um, yeah, he's yeah, so he's lost on this. <laughs> I think that's just a general show question comment. <laughs> Valor has a Pokemon question. Okay. So for the TCG Live, can you still use, like, the old code cards? Yes, you can. There are, there, there are some of them that you can't, um, but they, they uh, if I remember correctly, they use... They allow for any code cards from black and white to now. Okay. So you can go you so you can go all the way back to like 2013 code cards if you happen to have those. Gotcha. All right, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Oh, look at that. It's dinner time. <laughs> yeah. I need food myself, honestly. <laughs> All right, we got, let's do this last thing and then we'll call it a day. Here we go. Mike, your first hmm. funny story. I don't recall how we changed this. Um, I'm with Kirk. I'm, with Kirk. <laughs> I'm so lost on all this. So basically, what we decided is if you don't have anything uh, particular witty or clever to say, just recap your segment in oh, a nutshell. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, watch um, Tetris. That's just really good, surprisingly. There's more to it than it's just a game that appeared on a, on a, on a Game Boy, you know? Yeah. I, I found out that uh, all two moons by image needed was a cat at the end to recap each issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so a knock at the cabin isn't your typical... M. Night Shyamalan, which might make you love it, but it also might make you hate it. Michael? Uh, judging isn't easy, but it shouldn't be as hard as these two made it out to be. Okay. Mike? Um, let's see. Uh, I don't have a whole lot. Pat? <laughs> I, I, I liked uh, hearing that there's a new Pokemon anime coming out but i don't know about that title i think i better call my lawyers <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, 
I was interrupting so much. I, I was thinking about that, but I couldn't think of really how I could make that flow with it. I'm glad you brought it up. So, um, <laughs> uh, Mandalorian just keeps getting better and better, in my opinion. Definitely catch up, check it out. Lots of cool stuff. And they should just change the name to Star Wars instead of The Mandalorian at this point. So, Michael? Uh, yeah. Uh, new pretty cardboard rectangles. Go get them. <laughs> nice. Mike, anything in that round? No? No, no. So not anything, tough. Left, anything left, Pat? Uh, just uh, the proportions might be off, but let's see the movie before we give our final judgment on the across the Spider-Verse figures. That is fair, yeah. yeah. Uh, and similar to Mandalorian, the Monstrous series just keeps getting better and better, in my opinion, so definitely go out there and grab that. <clears throat> Anybody else got anything else, Michael? No, I think I'm, I'm good. I'll say a shout-out to Michael because he sits through two and a half hours to get to his segment every time and he's a real trooper uh and i appreciate because we give him the option he could do his first and get out of here but he sticks with us the whole show so i i appreciate his uh stick to it nivis absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh, like I'm, I'm partially also interested to see like what y'all bring to the table for the day for each stream and such i was like, I was we like what, to hear what that. are you talking about yeah yeah if only more people were like you michael <laughs> yeah <laughs> Our yeah, numbers I mean, are finally getting I, better I, every week, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't get get my kids to pay attention to the show at all. <laughs> and then I, I mentioned, oh, Michael's gonna be on doing Pokemon. Oh, I want to watch. Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Which that I'll put this comment up too. That's what Kirk was saying too. Mm -hmm. That uh, it's it's cool seeing the interest from the kids. Um, so, yeah. which is true. So, one of the many reasons we love having you on, Michael. So. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And then, yeah, and then uh, so then all I got left is just mentioning uh, I you know get those Sandman, they're awesome. That Sandman pack uh, from that uh, Pat highlighted as well. I'll be ready to come out of pocket a little higher for the raid pass and uh, get your LCS because Pokemon tournaments are back to start moving up the ranks to get to the championships. Right, yeah, and, and maybe someday you can be just like uh, what's his name again, Ash, Ash, yeah, That's and become shit. a champion and then have to retire. <laughs> All right, anybody else? Anything else? Nope, uh, nope, but you know, in the coming weeks, we'll figure out the parameters for Cover Combat 4. It's a fan favorite. I'm glad you mentioned that, Mike. That's a good uh, that's a good lead-in to all my closings here. So we'll start with that. Yeah, so I guess next show, since Cover Combat 3 has now finished, you'll want to do a, uh, in case you didn't know, didn't right? know. Yep. And then on that show, we can talk about what, or, I'm asking, this is a question, mm -hmm. are we going to plan on talking about, like you just said, what the next cover combat for will the parameters that will entail and then we'll have that time to pick our covers is that what you're planning yeah that's it that sound good for you pat yep all right all right awesome uh oh same thing with me and uh the scruffles too so that's another great show next week to come yeah. check out 
We'll have, uh, in case you didn't know, segment. We'll have the parameters for Cover Combat 4. And we'll have the parameters for Scruffles Goal Sweepstakes 2, essentially. Right? Yep. And we got talked about Kirk uh, in the following weeks. Get his schedule oh, yeah, for yeah, uh, yeah. video games. It'd be perfect if he could be on the next week. That'd be a good fit. Yeah. I can't remember what we had talked about. I'll, I'll reach out. Well, Kirk's listening. I'll reach out to him anyway. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. And next week's Easter. Don't forget. Oh, that's right. Easter. Mm, that's right. Yes. I'll push everything one week. Okay. This is perfect then. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, Kirk's got a few things. He, he, he needs the info for us to get him to be a, more of a part of this. We want you to be Kirk, so we'll definitely do that. And then I'm assuming this is a response to getting him on the show soon. He says yes, yes, yes. All right. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely be talking to you about this soon, Kirk. Maybe today even. So uh so anyway, to wrap this up, this especially long I think we officially broke records for our longest show. We knew it was coming though. There's so much to cover on this. Appreciate every appreciate everyone's patience. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. So please like and comment on this video, as well as subscribe and hit that bell to get notifications on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe to Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space on Spotify for Podcasters. New name Anchor has been changed to, or many other podcast providers. And please listen to the edited version of this podcast. I mean, uh, edited podcast of this live stream on Spotify that will be posted later today or tomorrow. And speaking of that, we had the most listens we've had in a year for the last episode on the podcast. So really appreciate that. It's, awesome. We really did well. Like we quintupled what we've had of any show in the past, like I said, six months at least, you know, so appreciate everybody listening on, on the podcast as well. Uh, follow Exceller Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter. And follow Exceller underscore comics on TikTok and whatnot. And watch our shows on the Whatnot app on Tuesday and Thursday. I've got 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I've got one show booked next week already or, or scheduled next week already. It's actually 8.30, I believe, Tuesday, Eastern Standard Time. You can go there and bookmark that show right now. Uh, but I'll definitely get a second show. Um, uh, scheduled next week as well. I'm going to do at least two every week. And just to let everybody know, I had two people comment. They couldn't believe the deals they got. And I, and Mike and Pat might even get angry at me about this, but I sold two books worth over 80 bucks, two separate auctions. And they went for three bucks. Yeah. So, it they took me more than a day to get over that one. <laughs> it's like that's the whole point of the show. Hey, let's see how angry we can get Mike when he's packing the book up. I'm like looking at receipts going, really? This doesn't add up. No, it's you. So the buyers loved it, of course. And of course, I did it. So I'm fine with it. Obviously, <laughs> but the biggest reason I'm bringing it up here is everybody bookmark and check out our whatnot shows. There's ridiculous deals to be had. Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> Kirk, Kirk's commenting on uh, that sale. He's like, yikes, <laughs> but Kirk's been at the whatnot shows. He's, he's, uh, he's gotten some great deals. So he knows what it's all about. So yeah, people show up for the shows. You're, you know, 
the odds are in your favor. You're going to get some great, great, great deals. And even when it gets to a point where the auctions start getting us close to value, you know how auctions work. They aren't going to get us, still aren't getting us value. They're still going to be cheaper than what you could get this stuff for elsewhere, you know? So check out the shows anyway. Uh, also check out what we have to offer on eBay at Acceler underscore comics and accelercomics.com. And, uh, I started the wheels in motion last week, uh, that I made a promise recently that we will be selling on accelercomics.com mm -hmm. soon and the wheels are in motion now. So make sure you look out for that. Uh, and then of course, watch our next live stream. Oh man, I've, I've got next Sunday, but as Pat reminded us, it's Easter. That should be two Sundays. Uh, watch our next live stream two Sundays from now at 1.30 p.m. ish Eastern Standard Time. And uh, I think that'll about do it. Yeah, this ending is like uh, Lord of the Rings, Turn of the King. It doesn't keep, end. Keeps on going. <laughs> keeps on going. Got so much information to pass on. But once again, <laughs> thank you so much for yeah, everybody thanks. being here. Yeah, well, thanks, Michael. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And thank and you, we'll lovely viewers. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be in touch uh, a little bit sooner next time. What what do you think a good time frame for me to reach out to you is in the Pokemon world? Every two three months? Yeah, about so. That's when a lot of information is dropping. It's like within the three months we get something new. I I've left out some information that I could have been talking about, but I'm I gotta wait to get more confirmation on details that I would okay. drop on you guys later. All right, cool. Okay. All right, Mike. Anything more, Pat? Anything more? Nope. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Lastly, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, don't forget that appreciating great art is awesome and reading a great story is fun. So why not pick up a comic book and do both? Acceler out. <laughs> <laughs>